0: So I'm just going to sort of look at this every once in a while. Yeah.
1: It's totally fine. I
0: think it's fine. Um, now, we just met. Most of these podcasts I do are people that I've known forever, for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you reached out to me um, through Instagram, I believe. Yeah. And um, uh, showed me, sent me a link to a an edit that you had had. To, how long ago was that?
1: I want to say roughly like two years ago, right two before I moved ago. out here.
0: Right, and um, what was the, uh, what would you say that that clip was about basically?
1: Um, the film is called Parts and Labor by one of my friends, Bing Lu And um, it's basically about like the perspective of like people in like where we live, like in Chicago where it's a kind of a melting pot. Uh, our perspective of like politics and the current, at the moment was Trump being <laughs> president right so you know you have someone who one voted for him one didn't vote for him another one who didn't care and one guy who's kind of torn between perspectives of like right. so and we all end up working together no problem because at the end of the day we have a job and business to do so right. it's kind of just like how we go about that and how I go about my day talking to my friends and at the skate park and how politics affects like just everyone even though it doesn't like seem like it
0: right that's pretty um Interesting, I, many times I've been at a skate park skating, I don't think I've ever had a, a political Well, I mean, maybe you hear people rant about one side or the other, but I never really had much of a, a balanced political discussion, you know. Um, but um, how long have you been skating?
1: Since I was about 13, 14, so about 14, 15 years, I wow. want to say. So, a good, a good portion of my life, about half of my life. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and what you know brought what I'm interested in is
0: this is mostly an art podcast, so mm-hmm. so of course everybody should check out this uh, clip. Where where's the clip at?
1: Uh, you can look on my Instagram or on Vimeo. Uh, and on we, this
0: podcast, I'll put a little link
1: to it. Yeah, directly oh, yeah. to yeah, yeah, but it's pretty cool. Everyone should check it out. I just like uh, the way my friend films and just shows uh, a different perspective of like an everyday skater and like you said, how like some people don't basically talk about anything else at a skate park, but me my friends and I we kind of talk about every aspect of life and like every little thing
0: tell me more about that actually uh, I'm I'm fascinated by skate park culture because I was a young kid and I was pretty much raised in a skate park I was maybe 13 to 15 years old I was just there all the time it's different back then the had to pay to get in Mm -hmm. but um what is the, the skateboarding culture in Chicago I've been there before but I never skated there
1: it's a little. It's a lot smaller. It's growing right now. We had basically not too many parks. Maybe two to three parks when I was skating. Um, there's a lot more skate parks now, but it's like a lot more close knit. So the people. Like that skateboarder in the area, you know who skates. You know every like I was telling you earlier, winter is like a three, four, or five month you know ordeal right. where you basically can't skateboard. It's just too cold, or what? It's too cold. I mean, a lot of us muscle through it, but like your bushings literally don't turn after fifteen wow. degrees, and there's only so much, so many layers you can skate in, right. so you can be comfortable. But it's also like the snow, and like okay. a lot of it too is like a lot of us work, so you can only okay. fit in so much skateboarding. Where here, a lot of people kind of live freely and. Could go day to day. Where skateboarding's an everyday thing. Where
0: the weather gives you more opportunities.
1: Obviously, exactly back home, it's kind of like, well, I got four or five months to make some money, or what? I work. You know, I worked all my most of my life. So, I, skateboarding was kind of like secondary when I wanted it to be the priority. Right.
0: What did you? Um, which part of Chicago did you?
1: I grew up like on the uh, northwest side, okay. like Albany Park, which is like uh, north side is known as kind of like a nice area, but my area was, was not the best part of the north side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? You know. It was really different. Um, you feel like you almost had to grow up a certain way because uh, whether you, people know or not, Chicago is very segregated. Yeah. Uh, you can. I've notice. been
0: there once. and I kind of got that feeling.
1: You can notice, like, per block, what ethnicity, what yeah. you know, goes what on. we kind of
0: stays to each other's.
1: Exactly. So weird. W- I stayed in a primarily Hispanic, you know, African American community, so you okay. kind of knew only that. Uh, Every now my school was a little further from where I lived so I kind of got a different mix of like different ethnicities But it was just kind of different where like I kind of grew up Having to listen to a certain music having to kind of wear a certain thing Right and if I didn't fit that basically demographic I was kind of like you're obviously not from this neighborhood or something like that Mm. but
0: um so you felt obligated to dress and what kind of clothing to...
1: Kind of like baggyish, so like I fit in with my friends, like okay. fitted caps. I mean, I like the way it felt. I like, the, I like hip-hop and rap, but like rock it music... felt like a
0: uniform at some point? Yeah,
1: or... I felt like rock and metal was like my secret. Like I love rock That's and metal. your
0: rock. secret little hidden... Uh...
1: Yeah, and that was kind of like, I kind of <laughs> hid that from everyone. and then you did? Only my siblings knew because they, my music, my music basically influenced their music. And they right. listen to all the stuff I listen to. So they're like, "Oh yeah, I listen to Metallica, Slayer, Iron Maiden, all that yeah. stuff," you know. <laughs> when in the back of my mind, I got to listen to Fifty Cent and Tupac. And so you're talking e and a different talk when you're around certain people. And... Exactly. Um, yeah, it's be like a different, yeah, a different talk, a different like whole, different persona sometimes. That I go home and kind of like let loose and listen to my other stuff. And right. One uh, of my friends, I kind of have to talk to like, <laughs> what's in and what's that or. That's kind of funny. I mean, when I was a
0: kid, way back in the. 70s was the same. I mean, you, a lot of people like hard rock, and uh, I like some of the, I like that, but I also like some of the 80s synth pop, and so we all had our little sort of secret song sessions, you know, we'd yeah. listen to stuff that people just, you're such a pussy for listening to that, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, just like sort of just listen to it. Like, you oh, you know. listen to Lincoln Park? Like, oh my <laughs> God. And that's actually one of my first <laughs> concerts was Deftones, Mud Veins, Limp Bizkit, Lincoln Park, and Metallica. It was all five wow. of them. It was a really good lineup, Yeah. and uh, I didn't really didn't tell anyone until like maybe <laughs> we had to show and tell in school, and then yeah. everyone realized, wow, you listen to this stuff? How old were you? I think I was like 13. <laughs> I think I just started skating. <laughs> yeah? And uh, that's why I was saying skating kind of gave me this uh, outlet where it was okay to be different. Tony Hawk Pro Skate is actually the first thing that got me into skateboarding. How so? Uh, I really like the video games. I really into video games. Right. I was into much, much uh, button mashing. So it's kind of okay. a button mashing game and all okay. the What line. does that mean, button mashing? You basically just press a button, a bunch of buttons, and you can kind of like get through it. There's not too much technique to it, you okay. know? I mean, there's some kind of- just
0: so it's arcade-ish where you kind of-
1: Yeah, you kind of just press X mm-hmm. to ollie. You know, you press up to nose grind and another button to nose grind. It's like mm-hmm. a down of tail slide or something like that. Right. But like the music was so different. You got this mixture of hip hop, rap, Uh, Mm. rock, reggae, like anything you think of, punk, and like, it was okay. Like, um,
0: it was all together in that
1: game. Tony Hawk Pro Skate was probably, yeah, exactly. It was one of the first games I've seen, like, maybe uh, an African-American person on a skateboard. on TV or something like that which is kind of crazy my friend always likes to ask me like why do you like DGK so much I was like well Stevie Williams is like one of my favorite skaters because like it kind of seemed like Mm. it's different you know like I didn't see like the kid I started growing up skating we were both like from Central America so we were both darker Mm. complexion and stuff like that so all I knew was him and I skating and anyone else I met through skateboarding was like you know someone from Mm. you know Caucasian or like just a lot of
0: Caucasians right
1: yeah a lot yeah. yeah and it was like primarily that and then um so that's kind of where skateboarding was, where I can kind of listen to rock, I can kind of like jam out and listen to like, you know, Leonard Skinner with them. Because it's like, you know, my friends, if they find out. Sweet home Alabama. Exactly. they find out and listen to Freebird, uh, that's, that's how I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll never be looked at the same. But um, it's pretty cool how like uh, just the, the game just itself kind of just opened my eyes. And like my friend actually stole a skateboard one day uh-huh. and gave it to me for my birthday. And my friend and I shared that board for about four months. until yeah. so he got one and I rode that board too so it was like literally like a piece of lumber. <laughs> right. Yeah, and just like square. remember everything. what kind it was? Element I remember everything exactly yeah. on it. What Element was it? Bill Pepper board. Yep. Uh trucks. The trucks were Fury. Okay. Dynasty wheels. I had Black Panther bearings and it had a black magic rips. What size were the wheels? The wheels are like fifty fours or fifty yeah. fives, they're pretty kind big. Pretty big. And they're like the yellow, yellow wheels that are very yellow. Oh, okay. Like um, they were maybe white one day, but, like, you skate them, like, for so a much. week, and they just...
0: Oh, right away, they oxidize. Yeah,
1: exactly, they yeah. <laughs> oxidized, yeah. But, yeah, I just remember that,
0: and... A, so, 55 on there, and what was the width of that board? I want to say, like, an
1: 8. <laughs>
0: yeah, it sounds like it would be an 8 if it had, like, a
1: 50. Yeah, like, an 8-inch board. It was just... I don't even know where he got... I know he told me where he got the board, and I went by the, the yard, yeah. and the kid had, like, bikes and all types of things laying around. I was like, oh, well. Just left it in his front He's yard. kind of asking for it, yeah. especially yeah. where we lived in. It's like any kid wants it. Sort of would code be, for, uh, like, it's free. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, a garage sale. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um,
0: How long did you live there? Up until two years ago?
1: Yeah, I moved here in March of 2017. Hmm. Kind of almost on a half whim, just kind of went for it. Always thought about it in the back of my mind. You
0: did? Why California?
1: Um, is kind of like the, what they call like the Mecca of skateboarding and mm-hmm. it's like uh, a lot of my friends, when I first met them in Chicago, they're like, you sound like you're from California, the way you speak and all this kind of stuff. And
0: Why like, was that? Is it because you watched media that had people speaking with that? I think it was just a
1: skateboarding culture. I really took, took to it. I watched, I basically like studied skate videos and like, I like lived like by skate, all the music I listened to was from skate videos and like. Right. So, like, I basically, like, heard everyone speak, dude, the handshakes, everything. And it's just, like, no one said dude back home.
0: That became um, part of your culture?
1: Yeah, that became my life, yeah, honestly. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I, like, kind of pictured, like, myself, like, where I was at home making pretty decent money, working full-time, worked at a job for, like, nine years. And, like, you know. it's great. You know, like, I was honestly married and stuff like that. So, like, going through a divorce. Oh, you did? So I'm kind of like, That's you know, rough. what do I do? You know, like, uh, where do I go? Like, what's my what's my point in life? What's my direction? And um, just one day I came out for about a week to visit my friend in mm-hmm. San Diego. Yeah. Before I went to visit my friend who I haven't seen in, like, seven years in Guatemala after he got deported. Okay. Yeah. And then just being out away from home and yeah. seeing different things and just being in warm weather during February. Right. You know, that, that really... I've seen how much the weather really affected my life, too.
0: Mm. How uh, so? How does it affect your life?
1: Being able to be outside every day. Yeah. You able like to,
0: that? You prefer being outside to inside?
1: Yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. Being able to just, like, you know, this is, you know, what I'm going to wear basically all day. is a long sleeve kind of, like, over, like, sweater. Right. At thing. home,
0: what would you be? Uh, not home, but at Chicago.
1: Um, well, it just, it, it was 65 degrees two days ago, too and then it snowed. Maybe last night or the day. So you're always
0: at least in a hoodie, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just don't prepare. You have to prepare for uh, the weather all the time, so you always bring a jacket or a hoodie. Right. It's just, it's so random and sporadic that, like, just didn't really, uh, I like the California weather. It's kind of like, you know what's going to happen. It's almost like a retirement weather, or it's just like. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, you know, I've worked a lot, you know, I've been through a lot of my life. I know I have a lot to live, but, like, I at least owe it to myself to kind of enjoy life a little bit. Right, and like right. if it means like eating like you know ramen and peanut butter sandwiches for the week or scrapping money, which I honestly do like all the time, sure, um, but it means I get to skateboard every day, I get like I could do stuff like this, I get to speak about skateboarding right. um there's more of a you know just more of an audience, and i I love skateboarding, so like that's kind of why I reached out to you uh, about mm-hmm. it. I noticed what you did and how what you and I, I listened to all the podcasts and all the people's perspectives, yeah.
0: And, Yes, so, you're saying you you found it interesting to hear different skaters' perspectives on skateboarding. Um, do you feel that um, skateboard or how do you feel skateboarding if any if that all represents uh, like your culture? Somebody well, I don't even know what your culture is, by the way. What's your background again? You, you I'm uh
1: my family's from Honduras. I was born in Honduras. Have, you're so, Honduran. they're Central American. Okay. So, yeah. Is there
0: any you know, inkling of that in skateboard media or are there, is it, you know, does that matter? Does it matter? What you kind of, you kind of jumped into the, what was already happening in the skateboard culture. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there's a need for, um, uh, you know, uh, niches of Honduran skateboarding culture or Latin skateboarding culture or
1: it's, I mean, it's definitely growing now. Um, like I said, I was saying like before, like I only seen one type of person and now like I traveled to so like skateboarding was like a lot bigger like in Central America right now in uh, Guatemala and Honduras when I visited skateboarding is a lot bigger now and like um oh is it? it it's not so much of like uh yeah it's pretty big like okay skate parks are being built they're not the best but they're being built right it exists and like skateboarders are being they're amazing they uh, one of these kids I know David from uh Guatemala he's just as good as any California kid out here really and California kids are amazing Right. like they're on another level.
0: I've always believed that, though. I always, I always believed that you just, there's always some local at almost every park that just shreds. I mean, yeah, it's just an, yeah.
1: yeah they, he and I talked to him. He's like, oh, what do you like? What do, like what do you watch? what is because I always like ask him what skate videos do you watch, what kind of tricks influences you and yeah. stuff like that. And he's oh, I just watch Instagram, watch these old videos, and basically it's all like skateboarding California and like, you know, he he doesn't really have too much of a drive to go pro and everything like that he just really loves skateboarding and like it's kind of cool like a lot of us it provides an escape yeah so like we really enjoy this escape it gives us and we just do it because it's like right it's almost like a high for sure when you're like on your board landing a trick whether even if you're like stressing out you know like it's it's better than stressing out on other stuff for sure no for sure it's definitely yeah it's uh, definitely grown and it's definitely that's why I meet the people I I meet and that's like kind of why I still skate because like you meet people from all over the world, different backgrounds, and it's like, right? Like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's really it's really crazy now.
0: That's cool. I was think I was driving over here and I was thinking that um, I saw your video and I, I don't really talk about many political things uh, on this podcast, but um, I found it interesting that, on your perspective in that video, that you were somebody who was afraid of sort of a Republican agenda and et cetera and. What's ironic is, don't you think that many, um, skate park, uh, skate companies and shoe companies, you know, board companies and all that, and aren't they almost, all, probably all Republicans owned?
1: Yeah, well, that's something I never even thought of, um, because... I guess skateboarding was my escape from everything. I never wanted to maybe tarnish that or take right. it with like because it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I'm just
2: saying it's kind but, of ironic. No, but it's
1: kind of. But you're probably right. Yeah, you know, uh, you really skateboarding think about companies it? probably benefit the most from a Republican person. And, right. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's very interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I found that interesting. Yeah, I didn't ever even thought of that. But yeah, you're right. I was like, that's my main worry is not necessarily uh, a Republican or a Democrat either. But it's just like someone with that kind of mentality or just like that uh someone we, just like in, where I lived it's like I was one of, especially when I moved I when where I worked I was literally like the only Hispanic dark skinned person in a hardware store Mom and You're Pop You're the
0: only Hispanic what person?
1: Uh and like you know dark skinned person in a dark-skinned mom and in, in okay. a mom and pop hardware store. What was that like? Uh, Cuz I've been
0: that guy before. I was raised in an all white neighborhood. Yeah, you hear
1: a lot of perspective. You hear a lot of things. Yeah. You know that they they would say to themselves or other people, and then you're just there saying like, "Well, you just hear very, very like rude things, yeah. and, and you're just like, thinking, like you're not even there." Or, so
0: they spoke about you as if right in front of you. So yeah, to
1: speak. like oh, you know, about like I'm mean, like I was like I spoke to like in the video like the guy talking about like oh the wall, and I always joked about it because I don't like bringing politics into work. It's like I hope he makes it a vert wall. You know, it would be yeah. cool to skate it. Think, you
0: know, I think I read that or maybe I heard that when you we were Video, right? And I
1: was like, Oh, yeah, it may be a verbal. And he's like, Oh, it doesn't matter. You're going to, you know, you're going to go, you know, you're going across the wall oh, anyway. And I was like, Well, I was born here, so it doesn't matter. It's like, he had this really strong belief that it's both. Basically, if you're a brown and had a last name that wasn't Smith Johnson or something like that, right. you're going across. And it's a lot getting, of people believe. Just get rid of everybody. It. It's almost scary seeing how people were openly rude to me when all this stuff was happening. And it's just like. Right. I dealt with it a lot in my life, and yeah. it's like, you, d- you, fi- you figured kids act that way. Right. And but like a grown adult, like kind of like openly being, you know, rude. Isn't that the
0: origin of racism generally, is that, I don't think kids are... Taught that. Or t- you know, kids ta- they are taught They're taught it. that, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah they don't when play. I was a little kid, um, the kids were not that way, but the parents definitely, there's certain places I couldn't go, so I had all of my friends were white. And, there's certain things their dads wouldn't do with me because I was Japanese, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, that hurt me. Um, I didn't even understand it really because I didn't understand what racism was. I think it's something we're taught, I think. Yeah, but yeah. I mean,
1: it's hard to believe. I mean, it's hard to tell because I don't remember that part of like, my life if I was being taught something like that. I don't necessarily feel like I have a prejudice towards any particular race, but I don't like certain people. You know, I feel like it's something I've I've grown to learn, but it's
0: now aren't aren't Hondurans racist? Like yeah, can they, yeah, they be? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I went to Japan and I met lots of people in Japan. that are very racist, very nationalist people.
1: Even against like their own like uh, Latin people. Latin people are pretty racist against other. Latin I heard the people.
0: Asians are the same. I heard some of them, that they're very divided on the tone of the skin or where they live or yeah, what how their much money background
1: they have is and yeah. Yeah, that's like everywhere. That's not just uh, I it's don't a human feel, thing, huh? Yeah, I don't feel like it's a, uh, what is it? A, a, like a white person thing. Like, no, absolutely it's not. Like a, everyone could be, anyone could be racist. I,
0: yeah, I know that. I can only speak for Asians. I'm Japanese. I know that. There's many, yeah, that's many funny. Japanese are racists. Yeah, and I they're racist against whites. Some.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, really interesting. Yeah, and it's my my thing was never against like a a white guy being president or anything like that. It was literally just like. Yeah just the fear that was put into me and, like, finding out that friends that I skated with weren't too uh, happy of me being basically Hispanic or something like that. Like, I had a friend, basically, uh, we had a ramp together, and then uh, you would see him put up, like, Trump sticker walls, Trump stuff walls, and we all kind of kept, like, that thing away from the, our little ramp, because mm-hmm. it's, like, where we all do kind our... Kind of a sanctuary. Thing. Kind but of I started seeing it kind of leak, like, come into my culture, come to skating, and it's, that's what kind of gave me that fear of, like, well, I'm gonna lose the one thing that basically helps me escape all this stuff. Right. Because we talked. That
0: felt. How did that feel? T-
1: yeah, t- it just felt bad, like something that's been taken away from me. Like, um, like I said, like, uh, I went through a lot of stuff in my life. My family was like sick with like, a lot of us been in and out of the hospital kind of stuff. So like, when I wouldn't want to talk to anyone, I'd go skate, and then all my friends, and I would, all we talk about was like music. Yeah. Skating, we drink, we smoke, we do whatever, you know, like, we're just a bunch of skateboarders. Yep. And then um, at some point, you know, when you start, like you said, you start noticing politics being there. And that's where I kind of was like, man, I don't really want to sit here and talk about politics with all my friends, but it's inevitable. You know, you have a bunch of grown men. Like, that's, that's a little more different, too, back home. Like, um, if you notice a grown man skateboarding, he's not just skateboarding just to skate. He's a true skateboarder. And if he sits there, he has a lot more to talk to you than just skateboarding because he's got a whole life to live and hes because whole... he's so old. Yeah, he's older like yeah me. yeah I yeah. mean and that's why I kind of like I like hanging out with my older friends because like I feel like I learn from them and get a different like kind of feel of life. but like at the same time, it's like, yeah dude, I really don't care what you want to vote for I'm trying to like <laughs> I'm trying to do a Nolly notes slide or something like that right you know I'm trying right. to skate right now I really could not care like yeah. who's in the polls or something like that right. If we were at the bar, if we were sitting anywhere else, sure. Right. So it's a different
0: uh, vibe because it's a different setting for you?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess something a little more personal to me, too. Like, you know, like, some people just don't want to talk about certain things like that, you know? Especially, like, we're in your comfort. It would be like if I was at home and someone wanted to talk to me about something I didn't want to. Right. That's where I felt like the skate park was, like, my home. Right.
0: Well, that's cool. That's interesting. Do you feel like that's been a thing before... um, Trump, do you feel that before Trump was president, do you feel that um, people talked much about politics at the skate
1: park? No.
0: So something about that.
1: Yeah, it was just more the fact that he was, uh, like I was saying, like people were more openly racist. You know, like he would say certain things and people were. So they felt comfortable to. Basically blurt out and, like, kind of say whatever... That stuff that can am, be hurtful totally to fine. someone else. Yeah, you know, that's still, their right to do. Yeah, exactly, that's yeah. their right to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you expect people to be kind of, like, you know, empathetic, empathetic to people and stuff like that. And right. but, it's like, but, I mean, that's just how I am and that's how I was raised. So, like, even though if I had a bad view on you... Right. So ...I was raised basically not to basically tell you anything. But right. uh, it was just really different knowing that, like, you know, like this one dude kind of gave everyone this voice... And then everyone's just like, "Well, here, you know, you know, shouldn't skateboard for too long. You're gonna get deported, or like, just really weird things." There's I mean, The reason
0: somebody would want to say that. I mean, I just really understand that.
1: Yeah, you know, and then that's the end of the day. That's kind of how I felt. Like, it's like, why would this guy want to say that? Like, you can think that all you want. You can say that to your wife, kids, whatever. But like, why would you want to tell me that? Yeah. Like, What's that gonna do? What's it gonna, what is that gonna do? Wait, like, what do you do? You, do, you, do you get off on it? Like, do you get like Maybe. a power trip off of it? Like. Right. You know, is it a control thing? Why does anyone say anything hurtful? To is it gonna actually change anything? Yeah, I just feel like people. Are, I don't know. I just try not to like. Uh, that's this is this is what I like. My thought process was back home. This is kind of why I moved back over here. I was going, to stay in my room and just like think of like why. So do you're people, a
0: thinker. You're kind of a thinker. Uh,
1: I'm an overthinker. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't want to be any other way. Why is that? Uh, I really appreciate my brain. I used to be scared of saying things on my mind. I used to be scared of telling people anything I used to be scared of public speaking which is like why I like talking to people now yeah I feel like especially moving to California that kind of opened it up for me being around different people who know nothing about me who basically fresh start fresh start you know I can kind of just be my a new person and just kind of like create a new um like reputation not that I had a bad reputation at home but But you you
0: felt like you needed something like that. Yeah, I
1: felt like I was a little more reserved. Everyone kind of knew everything about me, you know. Even, like, I felt embarrassed about a failed marriage, everything like that, you know.
0: That's a tough thing to go through. Yeah, I've gone through
1: that myself. It's still kind of weird, you know, like, even to this day. Like, I mean, you know, everyone has trust issues, but now, like, I just... Yes, for sure. Now it's just, like, to me, it's like I'm so consumed by my job and what I want to do with my life here. Right. The people I want to help. That's kind of what I want to do now, just help people through skateboarding because it's helped me so much and if I can help one or two people find happiness through skateboarding and if they could get off a drug or the streets or something like that you know like because yeah. I could have been in some bad stuff because, like, sure you know I know a lot of. I even like talked to one of my friends last night how you know one of my friends is going to jail for a long time for oh, stuff he's done it's just like that's just stuff we know and it's yeah. like you know One of my friends out here is like, oh, I heard one of your other friends, this and that. So, like, yeah, it's just kind of the stuff in Chicago. Like, you kind of know a few things and, like, either.
0: Was that any part of your idea to move out here was to remove yourself from that?
1: Yeah. I mean, like, um, I did remove myself from, like, the dangerous portion of, like, gangs and stuff like that. But I still seen a lot of drinking a lot of like drug abuse. I've seen a lot of like the whole laziness, no drive, where it's just easy to get stuck in a cycle back home. Okay. Of just being comfortable.
0: So you felt like if you stayed there, you might never get out of that.
1: I might never get out, you know, like you had, I got married at a young age because it was the Midwestern thing to do, I feel like. Okay. You know, you're, That's the culture. You're expected to have a family at a certain age. You skateboarded at 21. Why? You know, like you're not pro. Like, why are you still skateboarding? Like,
0: so you have to make money at a thing for it to be valid.
1: Yeah, it, it, exactly. That's why I worked the job, 40 plus hours every every day for as long as I can remember. I remember my boss even told me, he's like, "You need to take a vacation, dude." And it's like, ah.
0: <laughs> you're kind of an overworker.
1: Yeah, it's because I. Uh, a workaholic, I should say. It's my dad. My dad. Uh, he's kinda, that way? My dad passed that on to me, basically. I grew up just basically watching a man with no, no papers, no anything, basically support a family of four and a, and a wife, you That's know, awesome. just, just, just through modeling and just word of mouth, just helping people and stuff like that. Wow. So, you know, I've I seen the value of like hard work and stuff like that. I was always humble as a kid. I've never been, you know, kind of a spoiled kid, never took things for granted. And so it's like, I, my dad and my parents really taught me that at a young age. And I'm grateful being the first born, you know, American citizen here, you know. Okay, that's killer. Do you remember the time, the year, or the moment
0: when skateboarding became something more than just like this sport or activity? When, when, it, when you saw, it, when you realized that there was something about skateboarding that there was more to it?
1: It's probably when I probably started hurting myself like rolling ankles really bad breaking fingers and then going on trips with friends where i realized that i basically do something it's almost like in a way like mutilating myself (laughs) where i kind of go out and hurt myself what's the word uh sadist sadist or something like that that could be like almost where you go out you know you're gonna get hurt and like it didn't matter what happened Mm -hmm. at the end of the day as long as i got out and rolled around my board Mm -hmm. as long as i hung out with my friends as long Mm -hmm. as like you know, as long as I skated. And I think at that moment, I felt like, you know, I was a skateboarder. I wasn't just someone who skated. You right. know, I. There's a difference, right? You know, I, 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 to this day, I still twitch in my sleep because I skate in my sleep. Uh-huh. People who are around me, they go, dude, what are you just kicking me for? It's like, I've just <laughs> ollied in my sleep. You're so, working out something? Yeah, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I, I can, like, anything I look at is skateboarding. It's like, I feel like my brain is, like, different now. Like, my whole look at life is, like, I don't look at a rail anymore, just a handrail, and just think I'm going to grab onto it. I think potential. I think, right. what tricks I'm going to do down there? What am I going to go over? It's like, it's just... I like
0: that. Potential. So, potential, that's kind of cool. Potential. And that is what skateboarding does, doesn't it? I mean, because you just think it's this thing you're going to do, and then it becomes much more. Yeah. And you're right. There's so much potential in that. And for some reason, with that little piece of wood and those silly wheels and the metal trucks that you can actually possibly change lives
1: your your own yeah and stuff like that yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, yeah it's crazy thing, think and that's another reason why i feel like i moved out here even though chicago has a growing skateboarding scene winter and the lack of companies and the lack of like just a big you know place to skateboard year-round you don't know, you can't really make money or you can't really work and something like that okay. and it's not like i expect to have myself make a killing off skateboarding and being a professional. I don't even want to even be a professional. I want to be able to, like, I don't know, work with a company with skateboarding, do something. Like, I work for Vans right now, like, just just as a park supervisor, but I get to work at a skate park, like, the the Vans indoor skate park. It's, like, iconic. Yes, absolutely. And, like, I grew up watching that pool party stuff and, like, the fact that I get to work the event, I get to... I see Lance Mountain every day, Bucky Lassick's a local; they know my name, it's like kind of surreal. It's like, you right. know, it's almost like your dream come true. Because you said
0: it's a Mecca, right? those guys, Lance anyways, I mean, he was one of the first, mm-hmm. you know, one of the pioneers, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And there he is, you could go skate with him, right?
1: Yeah, any, I, mean, I could go skate with anyone from Chris Jocelyn to yeah. like you said, uh, Lance Mountain to, yeah. you know, like uh, anyone, you know. Right,
0: you can't do that in many other sports, you can't, if you like golf, you can't go, golf with Tiger Woods. No, exactly. Right? Because you're not good,
1: you're not, yeah, Tiger Woods isn't going to golf at your place and no. you're not good enough to even go. if he.
0: Right, and even if you were golfing, you're not going to be on his, you know, teeing off with him and then he wouldn't tell you, oh, move your hand like this or put your finger over there. Or you right? got
1: this next shot.
0: Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't care about your result. But no, yeah. Lance
1: does, right? No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'll talk to you and uh, that's something I see in a lot of these guys. They never really grow up and that's something I like about skateboarding, keeps this eternal youth in a lot of us and yeah. like uh, you know, we cling to this thing where a lot of people think like, Oh, you know, you cling to this but like this stuff, this thing I cling on to and you know, keeps me young, keeps me keeps me like pushing through life, keeps me like, you know, I know I help like whenever I feel down I just think of like, you know, like I've gone through worse, you know, like and I think of just how skateboarding and everything it like music and everything just kinda helps me get through it. Right. And how these guys joke around with their friends every day and then like like, seriously, Lance Mountain someone I, like, I met, and I was like, you're literally, like, in my mind, you're a big kid. You joke around with, like, Steve Cav like, you guys are, like, 15 mm-hmm. again, you know? Like, you guys right. skate the bowl, like, all right, I got this, you know? Like, right. it's really inspiring to see, like, you know, these guys having their friends, like, almost to, like, basically to the end, and it's pretty cool to, like, yes. it's pretty cool, like, seeing that relationship, and I, like, I have friends back home that skate like that, and I... I hope they skate forever because one day I want that relationship. One day where we go, hey, you know, I'm 45, 50, my knees hurt. I just like icy hot the crap out of yeah. them.
2: I'm down Tiger to go skate this. I, yeah, I'm down, I'm down to skate this pool
1: for like an hour and a half before I go, you know, to the kids or something like that. You know, yes. like, it's just like
0: the skaters will. So you don't yeah. have to worry about that. The ones that are actually skaters, they will still be doing it.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what I seen too. Like, uh, you see a lot of people are amazing at skateboarding and they stop skating. And I really noticed the difference between skateboarders, a, a skater, and a, someone who skateboards, you know? Like, there's this, there's someone who basically just is athletic and good at anything and can flip a board and jump off something. Right. And, you know, those are just a guy who can skateboard. And there's skate, skaters who, doesn't matter how good they are, who literally go out and skate every day. Yeah. Just, like, no end goal, just, just to have fun. And, like, you see it in a lot of guys, and it's like, right. That's why, like, I, I really, I, I'm grateful for my job because I feel like that's, when I got hired there about, like, six months living here, I was kind of, like, iffy about staying here because I didn't meet a lot of people. I met people through skate parks but I didn't have a crew. And I feel that's like that's a very important thing in it skateboarding, is. you know. Yeah. Like, you can skate by yourself. You can yeah. be that cool guy. But it really helps to have. It's much like, better. To,
0: it's much more fun in, in yeah, my opinion.
1: Yeah, and that's, the, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's skateboarding what it was about, getting away from stuff with your friends yeah. and kind of yeah. just being, like, you know, skateboarders. For sure. For sure. And like just riding up and down the street, and so skating at vans and working there, I've met like people from all over the world and ages that like gravitated towards skateboarding, and it's like we didn't care; we were all skaters, right? You know, and you notice they're all skaters because you can a skateboarder can tell who's you know who just skates, sure. who just skates, and who doesn't. Sure. Well, that's for sure. And you then, know what's
0: interesting about that is, um is I'm thinking about the Olympics and how. That might it might de Mecca this spot because you know, with <coughs> skateboarders being sort of, some of them are being literally you know trained to be skaters in certain countries that supposedly the countries are training them and supposedly with good results. So, so they're literally making skaters in certain countries who are really good. Um, and then other places, you know, Skateboarding companies—they try to, you know, plant the seeds of skateboarding. And so I wonder if at some point, you know, this won't be the mecca, where, where some of the better skaters will be somewhere else, or, or will they all come here? What do you think about that?
1: That's really—I actually was thinking about that the other day. How like the Olympics would basically like take away what skateboarding is for a lot of people. And I was kind of thinking like think of places like Barcelona, okay. who is like, a, that's what people say it's like another real big place for skateboarding. It's true, it's
0: been kind of blowing up there for a while, right?
1: So like, I feel like there's always going to be somewhere else where like, there's always going to be that true crowd of skateboarders who go like, it's too mainstream, we got to do this somewhere else, we got to do something else. It may be, it may even be somewhere as like, you know, San Bernardino or like somewhere as far as, you know, New York or something like that. Right. But yeah, I feel like it will change. I don't know when, and maybe not even my lifetime, but right. I feel like the whole thing of skateboarding, because it's kind of started, like, it was big in California for a while, but then it was really big in the Midwest and East Coast. Okay. And there was this huge, even, like, the skate, you think of Girl and Chocolate. Okay. Their skateboarding, the whole mid-90s skateboarding mm-hmm. was all East Coast type of skateboarding because East Coast skateboarders didn't have vert ramps. Right. You know? So mm-hmm. everyone started skating street more. Right. That's like, all they had. That's all they had. Right. So, like, they kind of adapted his style with puffy shoes, big pants. It wasn't this, it wasn't the Southern California way. Yeah. Southern California is like board shorts, vans, and no shirt, or, you know, you just look very surfer beachy. So it changed even the style of it. Yeah, and I feel like it's just, uh, even like now, I don't know if you follow Instagram, it's all about, um, it's very fashionable now. Like you want you wear designer stuff, and like
0: people are doing that, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and like I feel like wow, I'm I'm growing out of date now. Like I don't <laughs> the the style of skateboard I like is not even the cool anymore. And like I show skate videos to some of these kids, and they're yawning, and they show me stuff. I go, what is this? It's like,
0: you know, I, I speaking of that sort of a similar subject, I was just uh, shooting some pictures at this um, uh, you know, Jasmine Chappas. You ever met her?
1: I don't think I've ever met her. No.
0: She does a thing called La La Girls Skate Session. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: She does at El Sereno too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she localizes uh, um, uh, Sheldon Skate Park, which is in uh, Sun Sun City. So it's just basically Burbank. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so cool because they all dress different than people at, say, a skate park in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. And they dressed like you just said. Actually, very nice, like real nice pants and really nice shirts. Even the guys really cared about everything that they're wearing. I saw a lot of dudes had black socks. You know, being a where I used to skate was always just white socks. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and I liked it. I I liked it, and and they had their own style too. Like the way they ride, they ride. They have a different style than um, than what I'm used to. Another another instance is the uh, these guys in uh, San Pedro at Peck Park,
2: mm-hmm.
0: same deal. They have this sort of style that seems to be almost just from there, which I loved. Yeah. You know, um, I wonder how that happened with um, all the media being, you know, bones or whatever with stuff. You, everybody had to watch. How did those styles develop? I wonder. And did you guys have a style in Chicago? Sort of.
1: Yeah, you kind of look like you're going to work every day. Really? Yeah, I mean, if you, you notice, there's what we call the suburban kids. They had the skate gear, the America shirts, the tight crew pants, you know, the big puffy shoes. They look like the CCS catalog. Okay. And then there were us who were basically literally shopping for Salvation Army. I had like my, a lot of my sisters hand me down because so she was kind of a tomboy. Yeah. So I kind of dressed with whatever I had. And You're so
0: lucky your sister was a tomboy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for a little bit, and then she kind of realized she was a girl, and then, okay. oh, I can't wear your pants uh, what now. A bummer. I tried a little bit. And <laughs> too much, too a much, good ride. Yeah, but um, it was just more of like, um, I don't know, like I feel like, uh, I don't know, straight train a thought. Well,
0: what about skate style? Is there a skate style that's specific to Chicago?
1: Yeah, we're more of like ledge skaters, manual, like uh, ditches, kind of stuff. There's not a lot of handrails in Chicago, so you're not allowed to see it. If okay. you ski handrails, like you're more of like, uh, like I said, like you probably skate by a skate park. Okay. We did have a lot of skate parks. We're more likely to skate right here in our parking lot or a street or something, you know. Versus right. getting on a bus or train for 30, 40 minutes, spending three dollars, you know, and to right. go skateboard when you can just literally go outside and skate for free. Right. right. Um, but yeah, that, that in terms of like the way we skate, um, even when my friends come out here and visit. My friends here notice. My friends from Chicago come out and visit, and the, my homies from California realize that, yeah, your friends from Chicago skate a lot different. It's like yeah, the ground is smoother here, you know. So like you can. So what do they have to
0: do to compensate for? That rough... You don't.
1: You skate faster. It's just okay. it feels nicer to be able to smooth. That smooths sports. everything out when you go faster. Yeah, and then yeah. you can just go faster. Everything looks everything. Feels I, I love
0: that because I love watching somebody skate fast.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of like where I get to. Like a lot of people say, me, like, oh, you can skate kind of fast. It's like, well, everything was chunky back home. We like that. We like. We're not technical skateboarders. We want not really like kickflip, backtail, big flip out to manual to anything. You know, like okay. it's more like I'm gonna do a backsmith going 100 miles an hour on his chunky ledge with no wax. That's You're gonna rad. hear it, you know, and That's it's rad. just gonna look really good. Right. Versus like, I'm going to go kind of like mediocre speed, flip into this grind and then flip out of it. All
0: kinds of weird combos. And
1: Which is like, I, I personally like too. Yeah. I like all types of skateboarding, but yeah. I, I think the style of Chicago is more like, oh, you can't wax this, you got to go fast.
0: And why can't you wax it?
1: It's more of like, uh, you don't, you don't want to wax something too much because you're going to slide out. But like, okay. what I learned here is like, you kind of need something very slick to flip out or flip into something okay. because you want a consistent slide. Mm. every time but if you're going predictable yeah if you're going okay. 50 miles an hour it doesn't matter because you're just gonna fly through that ledge <laughs> but if it's not waxed, you know you're not gonna slide and so you can rely on that stickiness yeah exactly where if okay. it's really slick you kind of almost almost give you extra speed if you right go too I know
0: fast, sure so you don't want to go too fast
1: where I, I don't really like ledges too waxed. Too wax That's very but I like interesting. A, I like a little I like a little I like feeling the cement or the whatever I'm on you know because right. you it, although, need
0: that feedback
1: yeah, it's almost like assuring that I'm skating. Like if I grind something that's too wax and I don't hear metal or something, I right. kind of feel like I'm not... It's like you're on nothing. Yeah, I feel like I'm just riding. Hmm. That's cool. But yeah, like I feel
0: like... i got to watch more Chicago skaters because I it's love It's pretty fast. cool. I'll, I can even send you some stuff. Okay, I can send, send you my clips. friends' videos. Just yeah, I'd like, love to see it.
1: It's pretty cool. Even our music is like a lot different. Very hip-hop, bluesy, jazzy. Mm-hmm. I know my friend uh, Timothy Johnson is probably one of the best skateboarders on the planet. He was living out here for a while. He moved back because he just rather skated Chicago. But he has, like, literally what we call jazz on a skateboard. He's basically like that, very smooth. His way, he, the way he rides. The way he skates. Like, if you put up jazz music. So just buttery, like, just butter, effortless. Effortless. Like, if I would think about a Chicago skateboard, I would put him. What's his name? Timothy Johnson. Timmy cool. Johnson. That's cool. He's, like, yeah, he's he's amazing. That's
0: cool. I love skaters like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like you just see him push, and you're just like, wow, like, that push right. was amazing, and, like, well, that, one of those. the wow. pop was good. Everything cool. he lands, like. He just looks like he's having fun, and that's kind of what it is. Versus like, uh, I feel like a lot of skateboarding, especially now, like it's it's a lot more serious. Which is like okay, you know, like people are making a living off of it. I understand and stuff like that. But I never—that's where I never aspire to be. So
0: where? Tell me where it's serious. Where is skateboarding serious? California. More here than over there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, is this really the, you, San Diego and here's the two places you've been out here? You I've been, been like else? to Northern California okay. and stuff like
1: that. I've been around California. Okay. But this, I live in Orange County now. Right.
0: Yeah. So, and is it, and it's pretty, they're serious. How old are these serious skaters? What's the range? Is it?
1: Uh, Anywhere from six, I want to say, to like 30. Wow. Yeah, I see guys all, I mean, it, and it's, I like it. It's more, I want to say passionate, I'm more serious. There's more of a passion in skateboarding. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. I want to say yeah. I think I worded it wrong, but so they're more. not
0: serious like they're at a job or they're trying to make a billion dollars and be super famous through skateboarding. They're just yeah. serious because they're so passionate, so yeah, into a, it.
1: Yeah, they're so into it, and it's just kind of like you know, like all the, it's all of our escapes. You know, um, my right. friend made a, the film. It's called Minding the Gap. Uh, it's, What's that about? It's about basically uh, three guys from Illinois who basically have like. Kind of broken home, but skateboarding is like their common denominator where they kind of escape through life, and how they're all friends and stuff like that. Their different journeys through life and things like that, but a woman kind of like uh, when I watched it with her, she kind of said like it's really interesting. I never really realized like I noticed a lot of skateboarders who skateboard for a long time, no matter what. I feel like they have something a part of them that you know it's like almost they're broken or like. I don't remember the exact words she said, but like it must be like there's something that they—they're like, troubled almost, and like right. this is like their escape versus right. someone who just kind of goes like, "I don't have anything to do. What are you gonna do you want to do? That's try skateboarding." Right. Or like you know, I literally wake up every day thinking, breathing, skateboarding, go to sleep. You do. You know, and it's like. Uh,
0: but couldn't even somebody who's got it all benefit from skateboarding just for conversation's sake?
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. It teaches you a lot. I mean, uh, I teach kids how to skateboard, so I'm one of. The, like I don't want to say like a spiel or like kind of mm-hmm. like the gimmicks I kind of give the parents but I tell the parents what skateboarding teaches or I try to teach your kid is confidence how to basically visualize something and try it you know whether it, and you're not meaning like I'm gonna try it first try and get it mm-hmm. like you're gonna fail you're gonna maybe get hurt it's gonna take time and for sure gonna fall yeah you have to you basically have to strive for this and I feel skateboarding gives us gives a lot of uh, skateboarders have this just kind of like they strive for everything right. you know because I feel like skateboarding if I can break my ankle not walk for seven months and come back and skate better than I ever have before then I can move to California I can get a job and you know I can live on the couch for X amount of times and get my own place right so it's like little things like that where like I've been through a lot of physical pain skateboarding puts me through a lot of mental pain a lot of mental pain why does break.
0: it put you through mental pain?
1: because skate skating's. Really mental. It's, I mean, I feel like you have to be a certain person, very patient to be able to yeah. work on a trick for hours, months, days. You know, who years Years. Yeah, you yeah. Know, years and video yeah. parts and basically go through these ordeals where like I want to do this, but I can't. Like, you, it's something that it, you can attain, but it's.
0: What if you could, what if I could wave a magic wand over you that would take away the mental part and you could just get stuff when you could more quickly? Would that be better or is it better that it's hard to do
1: I not think I'd if if yeah I don't think I'd skateboard as much as I do. I don't think I'd enjoy it as much. Part of it is the struggle. I think yeah the fact that I can I basically work for it. You know, like you. You say, need
0: that work, don't you?
1: Yeah, I I like that. You know, I like I guess I guess it gives me like a sense of purpose. Right. You know, to kind of like. Try at something and like and to be working on something, but the, at the end of the day, it's the a sense of accomplishment too. Like you know, finding landing that trick, you know, knowing that I don't have to try this anymore for like another hour if I don't want. If I can try it again if right. I want, but right. I don't have to do this anymore. I've done it, you know, like I've conquered this. i basically yeah, I've gone, through, I've like I've gone over barriers and stuff like that. And it's like, so, so
0: do you think that you know some people believe that artists like to create. Difficult situations, you know, in order to enhance their art. Yeah. So, do you feel that skateboarding is an art?
1: Yeah. I mean, the more, I mean, I, I, like maybe if you told me two years ago or three years ago, I wouldn't have said something different. But the more and more I talk to people and the more, like, mm-hmm. I'm open to different people's uh, opinions and yeah. stuff like that. So, I started to see, like, yeah, in a way, like people say, oh, yeah, you kind of like do art in your own way. Like, yes, I do, you know. I do kind of create a, a tough situation for myself so I can create and do better and just. And
0: you, and you thrive in that. Uh, yeah, environment I, that's you? where I
1: do work the best you know where I'm yeah that's kind of yeah, that's that's where I work the best where I feel like all right I have to do this there's nothing else I can do like
2: yeah. you
1: know like this it's, it's sort of like live or die kind of yeah. in, a, in a skater like you know in a, like lander slam kind of thing in skateboarding where right. I've been working at this for an hour I don't want to come back to this spot I have to do this now because next time I come I'm gonna be scared I'm gonna have that thing in the back of my mind. And I'm gonna have this right. hour and a half battle already in, where I just want to do this now and get it over
2: with.
0: Right. And like you were talking about before, you said something about the '90s and how the people back east didn't have vert ramps. It's getting cold, huh? They didn't have vert ramps, and so um, they all had to street skate. You know, that was probably a good thing, wasn't it? Yeah. The, I, I... the absence of the stuff made new stuff made a better thing, maybe.
1: Yeah, I feel like I enjoy and street skate a little better because I basically grew up doing it. Um, I noticed a lot of people are really comfortable with skate parks and you take up street skating and it's just like I can't do anything here. It's like what you never tried and it's just like you're so comfortable somewhere. And where I kind of like, that's where I like to adapt. Street skating is like adapting to different things, different yes. environments. You know, I can go to the same spot every day for a week, but it's going to be different every day. Yeah. There's going to be different people. The weather's going to be different, you know. There's going to be a different security guard. It's just going to be a whole different All those parameters. Exactly. Where, like, um, I really, like, almost, like, love doing that, you know, the whole thrill of it, the whole... That's what, to me, that's what skateboarding is. You know, I feel like skateboarders who can street skate are definitely better skateboarders than guys who skate in the park all day.
0: They have more board control, don't they?
1: Yeah, you can skate anything. You skate stuff that aren't made to skate. Right. You know, right. like, and you have to deal in the It's traffic. not easy
0: to skate, you gotta make it. Exactly. A skateable thing.
1: Yeah, you have to go out there and wax it, rub brick mm-hmm. it light up the spot, you have to tell people, hey, like can I like skate this? Can you get out the way? You have to deal with the guy trying to from across the street who doesn't even live in that building, trying to kick you out, mm-hmm. trying to tell you something, who's letting his stress out on you. It's just the crazy things you see in the streets, but like I love that.
0: And with all that you have to do, you still like to do that.
1: Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Because I like that's ex- cool. I like experiencing things. I like um I like really just uh, like you said, just like putting myself in those situations. Right. That's, That's why cool. I like to travel and stuff like that
0: how does that affect uh, you like why do you like to travel
1: um Just seeing that uh, well skateboarding actually helped me travel um I wouldn't have traveled to a lot of places in this, this country uh, if it wasn't for skateboarding meaning like I wouldn't have gone to like a certain spot or like yeah. oh let's go to New Orleans because I want to go to Mardi Gras I really don't really care too much but I went there because it was winter right and it was warmer and it's true. I could skate, and then it was like New Year's. So I was like, I want to do something for New Year's. You went there for New Year's? Yeah, it was really crazy. Is pretty gnarly. It's it was probably yeah, it was insane. It's, it was probably the beginning of the end of my drinking. I don't drink. Why
0: why was Marty? Why did what did that have to do with that?
1: I just drank every day too yeah. much. Like I was too I felt much. Like you hit skating. the bottom or something? Or? Yeah, I was. I felt like I, I think I had alcohol poisoning in the last day, and then it kind of really turned to me. Like you're that. doing
0: that puking where like it just doesn't stop. It just like
1: oh my god! Like I went to a Wendy's, looked at my food, and just left. Left the food there and bought like $10 meal and just left it there Right. because I couldn't take it home. I couldn't stomach it. You're I, done. Yeah. I took a sip of the drink. I took a bite of the fry, looked at the burger. I was like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> Slept. And I, I remember New Year's Eve, our plan was to get up early, skate, and basically enjoy it. And I didn't get up until like 10 o'clock at night because <laughs> I was sleeping all day. Sleeping it off. I held a beer for like the whole night. I didn't even drink it. It was not <laughs> open. Just Oh, you didn't even open it. I didn't even open it just in case <laughs> someone said, Oh, drink it or like your beer's not open or something like that. I just had a thing like, I just don't want to drink right now. And then when I got back home, I was like, ah.
0: So you had an epiphany, as they say, sort of
1: felt yeah, like? Yeah, no, and yeah, definitely. And uh-huh. I felt like it really put a kibosh or like really stopped my skateboarding, like where, um, like right now I'm really health conscious. Like I don't do a lot of stuff I used to do.
0: Tell me about that because a lot of skaters party. I mean, I did when I was young. What's the difference between a a partying skater and somebody who doesn't party so much?
1: Uh, It's longevity, basically. You can party in the beginning for so long, but you can't party forever.
0: People that party feel like they're not going to be happy if they don't party. Are you happy?
1: If I don't party? Oh, I'm very happy because my body's happy. I mean, right now, like, uh, I just feel like it just comes with age. If you really, really, truly love skateboarding for what it is and you know like you realize that well my ankles hurt my knee hurts you know i have like indigestion you name all these things and Mm -hmm. it's like it's because what i eat you know like so when you start taking care of your body you start working out a little bit skateboarding becomes easier and more fun you know because it's physical exactly so like the fact that like i do planks for a few minutes every day i do these like stretches before i skate really makes a difference doesn't it yeah, and exactly. It's the fact that I don't eat, like, uh, pizza and hamburgers for breakfast, you know, I have avocado toast and oatmeal or something like that. Okay. Really something light, very, like, you know. It's killer. Yeah.
0: What about lunch? What do you do for lunch?
1: Lunch, sandwiches and chips, yep. kind of stuff. And then yeah. dinner is, like, if I feel, depending on how much I eat, Skate is kind of, I would try to replenish, right? Right, because you're so hungry the, by then, so yeah. So, it depends on what I've done, how much I skate. I go, All right, you know, maybe today I'll have that steak, you know, sure. or chicken breast, or something like that. Moderation, yeah, exactly. I don't try to eat meat too much every day, I just like in moderation. I try to have different foods, different palates, and not kill myself on one food right. because
0: that's, that's smart. Yeah.
1: I like, enjoy, I love food, and it's very important in life. And I yeah. feel like something, especially skateboarders. Um, Take for granted, is like you know, you literally are what you eat. You know, like, like you're saying, you party all the right. time, the you're only gonna skate for so long. that's the truth. Yeah. You know, you're only gonna be able to shotgun so many beers before you know you're gonna get it. When
0: hurt. did you start feeling your mortality? I, for me, it was 26.
1: Yeah, I wanna say 23. <laughs> I just really uh, I adapted to that whole drinking, skating lifestyle when I moved further away from like my home area and I started skating with like a lot of these like suburban kids and like it was really easy. Did it
0: help you to land a trick if you're a little buzzed?
1: The confidence, yeah, like just, you know, drinking, even getting high and stuff So I got like past that, that
0: fear just, somehow. Yeah, just
1: all that stuff, just doing all these weird things, like where it's like, because I used to do like, uh, uh, to be frank, like I used to just pretty much party. I used to do a lot of, tr- like not a lot of drugs, but I tried drugs and I've, right. you know, i tried skating on stuff. And it's just right. like, for a moment, yeah, for the time it's cool. But like the later, the more I, I realize and the older I get, I go like, yeah, you know, I'm glad I tried it. I'm glad I didn't, you know, I'm not trying it now. Right, and, like not thinking about it, like because I'm someone who that's why I like, kind of left here. I don't like wondering what if. Yeah, I always said like, what if I do this? What if I do this? But it's like mm-hmm. I gotta try it. I don't like wondering right. what if. It's it eats me alive.
0: Right, you have a a big curiosity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's cool. That's cool. You know, um, what about you know people that are just like you? Because I heard your story the part about moving to California so many times, what advice of encouragement or preparation or whatever can you say to people who are think, they live somewhere and they're thinking about, I want to move to California, I want to couch surf, I want to
1: skate? Uh, the first thing I would say is it's really expensive. And I say that a lot because in Chicago, I paid $700 for a one-bedroom apartment. I pay six fifty for a room now, so you give up a lot of this freedom space. and space. You know, you have to adapt. Um, you know, you change your eating habits. You know, like you because
0: food's expensive, or why is that?
1: Um, just the like depending types on of foods? The, the, the different types of food, you're not going to see the type same food you see back home. You oh, let's talk eat.
0: about that. What about the
1: Chicago food? Oh, I can. Is Portillo's? We need another, a, we need another is, podcast for this that, one. <laughs> <laughs> we can. We need another. Is segment. Portillo's any good? Is that Portillo's is a good uh, interpretation of Chicago hot dogs and Italian beef. drive-through kind of thing. Oh, just like the style of food, yeah. Quick, okay. More, not so much drive through more like you pull in. Chicago's really good in terms of food because, like, like uh, you went there you noticed the different ethnicity segregation. Yes. So you can get different foods all right. over. like amazing. If I wanted Puerto Rican food, I know I go to North Avenue. Right, If right. I wanted, you know, some good Mediterranean food, I know where to go. I you go, know where to go. I know exactly where to go. And it's and, really good. And it's really it's good because people from there are yeah, like okay. really making it. And It's, it's not some chain that's... And, like, I mean, I like the food here because it's a lot healthier, but the food back home is so greasy and yummy. Right. And, I mean, that's kind of like yeah. just little pleasures of life, you know, yeah. if you're not going to, that's why I kind of eat a little bit extra what I know I do, I, I, I give myself treats every now and then because like, I mean, right. if you can't enjoy life. you, you think
0: know? the food's a little greasier because it's so cold there, it's harder to get through the winter? and It's just a
1: culture, you know, like um, people in California tend to be more uh, health conscious, they tend to be more in shape, they tend to be more uh, active, like let's go to the beach, let's go skate, let's hike. Where in Illinois, Chicago, it's more like, you know, you don't really do that too much unless you're literally an active person. So I feel because like... Because so, of the
0: weather or it's just the culture the of The
1: weather, both. yeah. The weather and, like, you know, the culture where, like, you know, you're active if you're into sports, really, you know, like... Right. Where someone... You don't have to be an athlete to go hiking out here. And it's like, there's no really to hike in Chicago it's unless not, you go three hours away. Where, like, true. I'm here, I can literally go down to Tustin. Right. I can go hiking on a pretty neat trail. But don't people
0: walk more in Chicago than people in California?
1: Yeah, but we also uh, take trains more and buses okay. more. So like we don't necessarily walk as much as the average. Because you
0: have really good rapid
1: transit. Yeah, it's it's super fast. Like right. if this was a bus stop right here, you'd see a bus maybe every ten minutes. It's awesome. Maybe even more depending on rush hour. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That's the one thing I really do miss, and that's like, and so that's one of the tough parts that I try to avoid too is getting a car here because. Um, Everyone has a car here. Yes. And everyone stresses about a car here. If you and I
0: wanted to go to the movies, we'd get in my car and we'd drive over and park by the movies. Like yeah. Californians. Yeah. Right. We're at a mall just in case anybody doesn't know that, but yeah, right? Not, yeah. The, not the case. No,
1: no, no. It was like, I don't know. I was so, I've been so used to not having a car and like, I kind of like the fact that I have to rely on myself and my own will to get to places uh, like, like you probably already know, I like trying hard, I like working for right. things. I like it gives me the sense of accomplishment knowing that I can get there in rush hour on in traffic. So let's say Costa Mesa skate park for 40 minutes on traffic, or I can get there in the same time on a bus in maybe 15 minutes, maybe right. an hour. You right. know, I just have to get up a little earlier, at something like that. I just, but I get to skate more. I don't have to. I don't have to sit in a car. I don't have to like you know deal with traffic. I may get there faster, but mm-hmm. you know I. There's just this skateboard in me that I like pushing. I like, right? it keeps me healthy. Like, um, my yep. parents are honestly, like, not the healthiest people. Okay. Um, It's just why I kind of, like, cling to healthy eating and just taking care of my body.
0: You've noticed a difference for yourself since that change?
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely. It just being, just skating every day, I feel like my heart is, like, better. You know, I used to have, like, uh, times where, like, feel sluggish and tired, just randomly, but I almost don't feel. Exercise like, really helps all that. Yeah, sleep. I feel like I constantly have a good amount of energy yeah. every day because of what I eat and how much I exercise. Yeah.
0: Sleep better at night too if you exercise.
1: Amazingly, in yeah. the winter I gained a good like 10, 15 pounds, and it's so like, and then you kind of like I don't know. It's just like there's like less of a drive when. Yeah. you. Just like it's kind of weird, but um.
0: So if you went know. to Chicago right now, and you and I got in a plane, just to go get something to eat. What was the first place you would go eat? Oh, just man. today. It doesn't have to be your all-time thing. Uh, just today, right now, lu- I really want Puerto lu- Rican food. I really do? want... Uh, ex- describe want, this dish.
1: I just, It's kind of a... I want, like, home cooking. Like, okay. my mom makes it. She's not Puerto Rican. But I want arroz con gandules, which is basically like a so rice. chicken and... Oh, I'm sorry, rice and... It's like a rice and kind of like garbanzo or chickpea kind of dish. With oh. uh, just the rice. The tomato in there.
0: What is in there? How do you make that? Do you know? Do you cook it all?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, so. This is just, this is just the rice itself. Yeah. It's like a It's like a maybe a four-course, five-course meal. Okay. So the rice is basically you season the rice, okay. Make the rice regular. You uh, boil the peas until they're kind of soft. Ooh, yeah. And then you kind of pour it in there. It's very just like flavorful rice. Okay. And then you have plátano, which is basically plantain that's right. mashed and like you know you kind of like fry it, salt it a little bit, put oil and kind of like to. to, to see, I like ama- uh, that's amazing right there. I like plátano madura. Which what is, is that? Uh, it's like the soft kind of ripe one. Yes. It's not hard. So it's more sweet. Yeah, very sweet. Right. I love it. More brown so, sugary kind yeah, of. That. Yeah, that. Maybe uh, pork chop. Yeah. Smoked oh. pork chop.
0: A little salt on
1: there. Ooh, yeah. Smoked pork <laughs> chop. Nice <Light laughs> little crisp on it. Yeah. Um, tortillas, of course. Yeah. Like tons uh, of tortillas. Handmade like a stack. corn. Corn flipped on the stove because I don't eat tongs with my hands. Right, so just, right. Stuff like that. Um, what else? Like a good salad. Like, yeah. I like avocado, so, uh, spinach, tomatoes, stuff like that in yeah. my salad. Oh, my God. And then... You are killing me. You are literally killing me. Yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> this is funny because, like, this is stuff my mom would make. Oh, my God. So, like, I'm kind of used to this food and, like, you know, and then, like, a big, tall glass of juice and, like, maybe a little little small glass of soda. Just Did she get...
0: feed you well? Did she, like, you got to finish oh, all your...
1: Oh, we, uh, we ate well. Like, that, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, we were, very, um, we were very humble and, like, we didn't have much. But, yeah. like, my dad worked, so we always ate. Like, I never, I'm grateful for my family that I never had to starve. I never had to fight for food and stuff like that. Right. Where I know kids, I grew up with kids that did. Oh. And, but they taught me also, like, hey, we have extra. Right. Your friend, I noticed, you know, is here. Wanted to have, you know, come for dinner. I would, My mom sure. like, hey, like, we would know some of our friends, like, had tougher times that so we, like, my mom would be like, hey, just bring them over for dinner this right. week. So I kind of learned how to, like, uh. Just appreciate, like, right. good food and, like, the like, value finish your plate, you know. Like, That's killer. I don't really like wasting food. Like, even right now, I'm, like, nibbling. nibbling. You don't I have to this. eat that piece of No, candy. I am going to eat it because it's just. She just handed it to me. You
0: know, the, uh, um, so what about breakfast? Some of my friends that from Latin America, they I hear these stories about, my God, all the things they, their mothers made of me for breakfast, like, mm-hmm. friggin', first breakfast, second breakfast, third breakfast, practically. Do you, was that for you or was it just a bowl of cereal out the door?
1: Well, my parents—they um, always gave us the option if I wanted food, and but we always—I mean, growing up in like Chicago and like based in the United States, you had the option of like having a bowl of cereal, okay, or having like a peanut butter sandwich, something okay. like that. So
0: more, more, uh, more of a Western. Mm-hmm.
1: But like, there's a lot of time. It, it Saturday was when my mom okay. kind of like went out and kind of. Well, dis- how would that go off? What would that be? So that would be more like. Um, refried beans, yeah. eggs, avocados, yeah. big chunky flour tortillas, like almost yeah. like pita, yeah. sour cream, and, yeah. and and like a little cheese. And it's what just, kind of sour cream? I don't know. You don't really, even know? Okay. Like, I don't
0: even know. Is, isn't sour cream different in the Honduras? Than, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. There's different flavors. Yes, because I, I don't really like the Honduran one, because it's very buttery, yeah, salty. Yeah, kind of thick. Yeah, thick.
0: it's definitely salty.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that. I like the more American, more ones. yellowy too, kind of. Yeah, very more yellowy. It's yeah. kind of just like probably straight from the right. It was from different the
0: pasturation laws and
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. And but we have this dish called baleadas. What is it? Which is basically like that big flour tortilla, almost okay. like a pita thing. You basically lay down uh, refried beans, uh, maybe eggs, some cheese, avocado, Ooh. maybe in like like a. Like it's very like it's a. It's like almost like a food where like you had leftovers. So okay. if you had leftover ground beef or something like that, you just sprinkle on it. From Friday on.
0: night's meal on Saturday, maybe you...
1: And then you just kind of fold it up and it's almost really? like a big tarito, burrito oh taco. Oh, my God. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Do you do...
0: Are Hondurans in the fresh sauces or, or cooked salsas or any kind of sauce at all? Or yeah,
1: no? there's always like uh, more like uh, spices, like more like hot sauce kind okay. of stuff. At least that's what I know from my dad. My dad like really spicy food. I don't really like spicy food. Okay. Um, he like basically... Blowing like uh, smoke out of the ears from how, <laughs> how spicy it was.
0: But that's not is that is that necessarily Honduran cuisine or just? I think that's a like
1: personal a, preference. I think it's a personal preference because I don't think I don't want to say it's like a Latin thing or anything like that. Because I know yeah, yeah. I know some white guys that love hot food oh, more I know. than any guy. Oh, I know. And, you know, I know a lot of people. Who what, like, do you know
0: much about Honduran tamales?
1: Yeah, I know. Is that, that the
0: green, the green thing or the
1: yellow husk? So that's the green husk wrapped in aluminum foil, and that's another kind of like one of those foods where. Uh, because uh, Honduras is very, like, uh, it's not a wealthy country. It's okay. very dangerous, too. I think, like, three, four years ago, the city where my mom's from, San Pedro Sula, was the most dangerous city in the world. Wow. Where, like, it says anywhere from, like, one in eight per people were murdered. Oh, my God. Or something like one in nine people were murdered wow. something like that. Yeah. And, um, like, not just, like, died, they're like, murdered. Right. And um, so, like, a lot of the people back there, like, kind of live in very small homes, almost, like, huts in a way okay like my family lived in a decent area but like at the same time you know like they just live in a nice enough house like there's like still more to it you know you yeah. still have to maintain the home and feed the people right so um a lot of our dishes were like tamales were like you kind of take my mom would just make like um olives rice potatoes like she just mix a bunch that of things that sounds delicious she'd mix into like this kind of like kind of like patty kind of like yeah. tamale and yeah. then you just kind of cut into it and you see different layers of stuff ooh and every now and then I'd ask her, "Can you just throw a couple of raisins in there?"
0: Oh, you throw the sweet, sweet and the so salty. So random,
1: like a little, yeah, little sweet raisin. That's killer. Like, mm, you know, and it's that's like killer. I mean, the, little...
0: the the Western equivalent would be, you know, turkey, mashed potatoes, and cranberries.
1: Exactly, that's exactly then, how I feel like you get that little mmm. Uh huh. And she like putting a uh, lechon, which is like this uh, pork roast, Okay. Like slow cook up, uh, slow. Cook, uh, Pork. Into the tamale? Yeah, it's just, so you get like a little, like maybe almost a cube every now and then, mm. like a very like. It's s- a little random sort of just flavors. Like, oh, a melty strip. <laughs> oh man, I miss home cooking. Like that's something I, I can cook a little bit, but not like my mom. Right. Of I'm course. trying to go like yeah. I'm trying to get as good as I can, but. Do you get to see them at all ever? Or? I'm trying honestly, but like um, it's like I say like. So one of the things here, I work only part time, and I'm trying to just I do side jobs, and one <laughs> of the things yeah. I don't want I want to avoid <throat> is working two jobs again because when I first worked here, I worked full time at uh, TGI Friday. Okay. Probably the worst job I've ever had in my life. That has to be quite an interesting thing. Yeah, dishwasher. Okay. Um, six at night to like four in the morning. Mm. Four or five days a week. Basically, they didn't have like a, wow. a, a life other than just yeah. get up, skate Ponderosa for maybe an hour or two and then go skate. That's a fun park. go to, uh, that's, that's my favorite park right now. Killer. That's my local, I can skate. I oh, love okay. skating that place. Yeah. Um but like just the the whole environment there, like uh, I wanna, I don't wanna say what location, but um, but like it's very bad, like the things I've seen, the way people are, like the drugs to see people taking, like the bathrooms and like, you know, like and it's, I mean, I've noticed it before because like the restaurant life is tough. It's, uh, you work the hardest with the least amount of pay Oh. That's it's the least rewarding job out there for, like the amount of work you do. And I remember washing dishes for hours and hours. And I remember one time I marked a dish in the back with a certain scratch to see how many times I'm gonna wash this dish. And <laughs> I lost count after thirty. What? Yeah, I was like, you know what? I washed this dish thirty times. So that
0: means they're so cheap, they're. They're not buying a lot of dishes because they just rely on paying somebody to wash it. Rather over than, and over
1: and over yeah. and over. So, like, I sit there for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And the l- one thing I ever asked was, like, could I just put one headphone in and listen to music? Because I feel like that's going to help me. Sure. And, like, I'm like, I don't talk to anybody here. I can hear everyone. Like, right. there's a machine wiring in my this ear anyway. Yeah. So, like, I can't yeah. even hear that much. Nothing like that. So, like, I understand protocol. But then you have men, like, you know, basically touching themselves and line like, cooking line it was very crazy it was insane it was like you know it
0: you, blew your mind to see that song. You, you had
1: one guy follow me home oh yeah he was very very into me he wasn't fond of me not wanting He
0: didn't to. believe in uh,
1: boundaries huh not at all he was a typical guy <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah i think it was pretty interesting how he followed me home and i had basically found a new route home because like because of that yeah and it was kind of funny and then just like at that point i was like i can't really work here I got a job at uh, bands and I was working part-time and then I got another restaurant job. I kind of worked two jobs cool. and that was overwhelming again. Right. So I told myself like, I'd rather work less and live more comfortably, even if that means working like or sh- striving or struggling a little more. Meaning I have to like, I walk dogs and stuff like that. On sure. the side. I teach kids how to skate. Do so, side work. Yeah, yeah. where like I, I enjoy that, you know, I want to enjoy my life more because I know a lot of people who are my age and they say, Damn, Aaron, you look twenty-nine. You're twenty-nine, and you don't look it. No, you don't. And then, I guess if I would have shaved, I'd look a lot younger. So right. And I was even thinking about it. I was like, ah, I don't want him to think I'm like a twelve-year-old. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was more like uh, this is the lifestyle I live through skateboarding, through you know, just like living kind of more of that mellow life, and like now wanting to. Uh, basically work myself to death like a lot of people i know right
0: so you're trying to enjoy your life
1: yeah because i don't know how long i have here and no one really does and it's just like
0: why do you know that at such a young age
1: i lost a lot of people in my life including my dad best friends to neighbors to people i know here
0: how long ago did you lose your dad
1: i lost my dad last year in march and that's kind of tough because um i wasn't home and it didn't hit me until i actually went home to visit one time and I was there for like a week and he never showed up, basically. It felt
0: so like he was on vacation or
1: something? Yeah. yeah, but like I knew because, I knew it wasn't because um, the tone in the home and like all the things. That was that, all different. All the things that like I'm used to doing for him and just like setting up like his little massage chair, stuff like that where like, you know, just, it was just different. Like yeah. my mom felt different and.
0: That's a rough one.
1: Yeah, it was really, it's still kind of rough being away from home. To all that, you know, yeah. I wish I could be there for them all the time, but you know, they're happy for me, and I'm really grateful if I have a supportive family that literally helps me. I could be doing something terrible, they would support me. That's how yes. much I that my family cares about me, and I do the same for them. That's yeah. why we were good people, I feel like, right? Because we have that support, and not a lot of people have that. And like, even though as supportive as my family is, you know, there's some things I can't talk to them about, and that's sure. why that's why skateboarding was kind of like. You know, I can talk to my friends about certain things. That I can't talk to my mom That's true. I sometimes
0: know. you can let down strangers more than a lot of family, more. yeah.
1: And yeah. I feel like yeah, I feel like that's why like, you know, a lot of people stick to skateboarding because it's like their family mm-hmm. away from family. If you don't have a good home. Yeah. That's like one of my one friend's films about, like this you skate to get away from stuff. Yes. And like I'm yeah, I mean I didn't have really a bad home to get away to but I have like internal stuff to get through. Everybody's got something yeah. You know.
0: I mean you your friend who made that Tell me about him, the guy that made that film that you sent me the link to. Uh, what was the name of the film again?
1: Uh, Parts and Labor.
0: Tell, tell me about him, because he did such a wonderful job on that. It looked like something that came out of a Hollywood film factory. I mean, I don't want to put him down either, but... No, no, no. But it was very... Uh, I can't tell the difference half the time these days if it's done in Hollywood or if it's done Somebody, you know, somebody's uh, yeah, he bedroom. Yeah,
1: has, he has really good equipment, but I, he's really passionate about his work, and... He came up to me one day after we just sat there and kind of talked about skateboarding and stuff like that. And then he realized, like, you know, oh, you skate how many miles of work every day? Why? It's, like, snowing and freezing outside. How many layers do you have? Like, in that video, I was wearing two pairs of pants. Right.
0: Really? Yeah. Because yeah. the wind just, that's, when I was in Chicago, the wind does go right
1: yeah, your pants. Yeah, it eats pants. through your stuff. <laughs> I was wearing, like, layers. Um, and I had in my bag uh, an extra set of clothes because I sweat through that. Oh, okay so like that's stuff I, I know he didn't put in because it's a lot of stuff and yeah yeah. like yeah. switch off but like you know you go through a lot to do to do and but he really liked that and um he's a skateboarder as well he's another like he he's a skate rat okay he's someone who lives in breeze skateboarding and he understood okay. that like when I told him like I use skateboarding as an escape and he kind of told me his situation how he comes from a you know abusive family his mom was kind of being abused and how mm. like you know skateboarding was the one thing him and his friends can like you know it's a refuge exactly it's kind of where he can escape to Wow. and um, so when he I mean like when I meet people who are passionate about like you know stuff like this kind of, I see you you feel like I have a passion about you know skateboarding yeah. and people's lives and what we all go through Right. I kind of open up more and I kind of like you know I want to help So right. like contribute to that exactly so yeah. like he he told me about this like I'd be glad to stuff like that so like you know, he told me it's going to be kind of tedious, you know, like, in your room, like, we're going right. to, no one makes a noise. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Like, my roommates are kind of weirded out because yeah. I just met these guys, like, maybe two months ago, and I just moved in. <laughs> and now they have this guy with professional equipment closing off the living room, right. and, like, no one can make a noise. Every time you yeah. made a noise, he would look, and, like, you know. He's Sometimes like, they shoot it from different angles. Yeah, and he was, like, yeah. literally just panning in and yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Um, the whole drone thing, it was, like, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. But it's, like, I don't know. I, I, uh, he's a really, really, really interesting guy. And I I mean, not to kind of like push, I mean, to push his film, everyone should go watch *Mining the Gap. It's on Hulu. It's actually got nominated for, uh, I think, Academy Award. Cool. And, um, but yeah, like, it's a really interesting video. And it, especially for people who don't skateboard, and I feel like it's a way for people to understand why skateboarders are the way they are. Right. We're not necessarily like punks, rebellious that want to be that right. way. It's just... Everyone has a story and behind every smile, there's something dark and I feel like... Um, so like, just because cool. like, like your friend's really cool and he's really good at skateboarding, there's something more to him than that, you know?
0: So there's more, okay, so there's more, when you see a skater, there's more there than what you just see in front of you.
1: Definitely. I actually, uh, so I, all my friends at Vans, like all my coworkers, they become really close friends and I film them skateboarding and I show people them skateboarding because one of my friends, Matt, he's, a, he's a so good at skateboarding okay. and his style is just basically like a professional. It's just like you see him land and everything, he's like, wow, it's so graceful. Okay. And But he sometimes has a problem, you know, with people. People look at him differently. People see him like, oh, this guy's a tough ass and this and that. You he's really sensitive yeah like you don't realize this guy is fucking amazing at skateboarding he's the way he is because of skateboarding you know he puts a lot of passion and soul into skating so when you give him a hard time about skateboarding or going into the skate park he loves there's a reason why he acts out right you don't understand because you just don't you know you just don't know yet
0: so people are just judging him on the surface yeah you know like the initial
1: like why are you give me a hard time it's like he cares this is his home away from home it's like it's like if you went to your it's like you went to my mom's house and started like, taking off your shoes and, like, putting your right. dirty feet on
0: Disrespecting Disrespecting. Yeah,
1: and it's like right. you can't. You got There's some rules, man. And right. it's like I like seeing that in a lot of my friends and a lot of people I know that, like, hey, this guy's regular and stuff, or but he's different. Right. Or even, like, let's they say they'll meet your heroes. Sometimes some of my heroes are, like, you know, asses, and I kind of like knowing that. It's true. Because it's, it's... true, some of them are. It's just like, you know, yeah. I'd rather know that now because...
0: Yeah. In any in industry,
1: too. Yeah, I don't in want to idolize that, you.
0: In, in, in any movies or tv or skating there's always some that you really thought you knew them and they turn out to be kind of weird
1: yeah and it's kind of uh <clears throat> or the people you don't turn, think are going to turn out pretty cool and then i'm like wow you're actually one of the coolest dudes ever. Right?
0: <laughs> i thought i was going to hate you and then yeah like always oh, a ben schroeder
1: <laughs> like he's an interesting guy you know he's gone through a lot a lot of people don't like him because he's kind of like wild but like sitting down talking to the guy knows when he's gone through like yeah. All right, man, like, I understand. Like,
0: he's one of my favorite skaters to watch.
1: He's literally one, I've never seen him before watching that pool and I feel like he's like, they say that he's like a train wreck. Like he's just like, <laughs> a, 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 like a loose train, just go.
0: I mean, he seems to just pursue the bleeding edge of falling down. Right? Isn't he just always trying to find something? Isn't he always just trying to find the hardest way to do a thing?
1: Like I'm either gonna <laughs> land on this or I'm gonna slam really hard. And like yeah, re- there's and a little like, comfort. And like talking, so he deals with a lot. He tells me like he almost dies. He deals with seizures, he back problems, and but this guy literally every pool party shows up and skates. I know. Like he shows
0: he'll be up. There, what day after tomorrow?
2: Yeah,
1: he'll be there day after tomorrow. And even if he's, he gets last place, he's still gonna be there. If he has to pop up. Still be, a-
0: it'll still be one of the funnest things to watch he's Not at that thing
1: like one of my managers she we all kind of stress out when he goes there because he's <laughs> kind of well he breaks the rules you know he sometimes oh. smokes there he takes off his shirt he goes to the emergency exit but it'd be
0: unreasonable
1: yeah but and me but he's a skateboarder you know so it's like i mean that's kind of where like this is weird i work at a sk- indoor skate park with rules yes you know
0: isn't that interesting
1: yeah it's very interesting because i had to kind of like bite my own tongue and go like "Geez, I know dude I know I want you to do whatever the fuck you want here and I want you to be able to like live freely and just like be a skate rat." but I got a, I got a job
0: no I know well I mean that's the kind that I was raised in was privately owned skate parks it was the same way you know when it's the city owned that's different
1: yeah I'm but, more used to like people think like Fullerton skate park where it's kind of like people do whatever you want there it's kind of like you know people smoke there's right. a whole
0: world over there yeah and that's my local world.
1: skate park was like Burn couches, skate over, burn couches. Birdhouse team remembers us because of that. <laughs> really? Yeah, they, they lived in they lived in an RV, outside of our skate park for 30 days. they on a tour, and almost every other day we burned something and skated over it because they we knew they liked it. So we're like, these guys are pros, they're, they're cool. Let's like let's let's impress them. And like every day the fire department came, and pfft, until like one day they were like they had a cop there like for a good like month. Oh, really? Just yeah, to stop it? Yeah, just that? to kind of like watch us. And, cause wow. like, Why are you guys burning things all the time? And it's like, ah. <laughs> and they're like, how do you get couches here? Because like, uh, the skate park was next to the lake.
0: When you got the couches, did you, did you ever put them in the park and try to do you know, tricks off them, foot plants or whatever? Or did you yeah, yeah, straight we, to the burning? No,
1: no, we always skated over everything. It's almost stuff like we burn things that we already skated.
0: Okay, so you're done with it, so.
1: Kind of, yeah. We're like, ah, this couch is kind of done. It smells. <laughs> Let's burn it. Let's burn it. <laughs> <laughs> this trash can's kind of weird. Let's burn it. We need a new one. It's fun to burn things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we're we're kind of pyros, and it's like that lifestyle of skateboarding. I feel like we're just like do what you're not supposed to do. Yeah. You know, like be sometimes where you're that not feels good, right? Yeah. <laughs> it feels really good, actually. It's kind of, and it's like uh, it's a good way to express yourself. You know, just, like, really just let out. Because I feel like uh, everyone in the world lives with tension and pent-up emotions. And I feel like everyone needs to find some little outlet, whether it's, like, I don't know, like, hitting a uh, beanbag with a bat or, you know, drawing or just, like, Mm -hmm. meditating. But I feel like it's very important for everyone out there to kind of find that outlet. It's okay to keep things in for an extent, I feel like. Right. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel like it's good to just blurt out everything you feel. No,
0: not all the time. But...
1: You know, there should right. be an extent you, you got to release that sponge eventually and it can only soak up so much and you just gotta... yeah.
0: it'll hurt you if you keep it in too long.
1: Yeah. And I've been through that a lot to where like there's times where like I stress so much and keep it in where I get twitches in my eye. Yes. And like it I... has to
0: somehow come out. So it comes out physically. And like my friends would be like, why is your eye
1: twitching? And like, <laughs> ah, I'm stressed. And once I let it out, it's all gone. Yeah. So it's uh-huh. like I don't I feel like it's really important to like find something. And people may not even know it. Skateboarding may be that outlet. You know, I meet a lot of people who skate at, like, older ages or, like, or feel like I will never be able to skate. Like, my roommate's one of them. She's, like, 25. uh, Oh, you can pick it up at any age. Yeah. Now she's, like, loving it, you know? Like, she's adapting to the culture. She follows every guy on Instagram, like, every girl skater on Instagram. She, like, loves it. Yep. And it's, like, um...
0: I've seen people pick it up, like, in their 50s and... Oh, yeah. And do great. I mean, do amazing things, you know? I mean, it's... it's, uh, It doesn't, there's no, uh, there's no bad time to start skateboarding, in my opinion.
1: Not at all, yeah. I feel like, yeah, no, there's no time like the present. Yeah. If you feel like you want to do something, yeah, just try it. Don't wonder what if.
0: Right. You're all about that, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I really am. That's why
0: you're here, kind of, right? Because you just wanted to know, is this what I want to do? i got to try out. Because if I fail, it's
1: fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's a part of, it's it's like, it's like, it's like anything we do. It's like, I'd rather try, fail. Uh, get experience from it, learn from it, and then, like,
0: then um, to wish you, then to wonder.
1: Yeah, because I, t- I tell little kids because they don't really understand, like, think of it like a video game. Everything's XP points. Whether you beat the mission or not, you still get XP points That's at true. the end of the day. That's you know, true. you still progress in your journey and your mission. Right. You know, uh, but if you win, of course you get a little extra. It's even better. But, yeah. Right. That's right. That's but right. it's, like, little things like that where, like, I try to bre- break things down like that little to me where it's, like, anything where XP points just. Little experiences where, like, I just, you know, anything, and all the trials and tribulations I go through now are gonna basically make me who I am by the For sure. I just got out. Did here
0: you?
2: Yeah, I just searched the papers right here. I just got out of AC. They said they'd give you a free coffee and donut no, here if you just get out, but there you go. Oh, thank you, sir. God
1: bless
0: you. So, do you feel on this podcast, that you've m- made your mission? Do you feel like, is there something that you want to talk about that I haven't brought up, or uh, um, how do you feel?
1: No, not really. I mean, like uh, the main thing I wanted, like kind of speak and like kind of like get out, is that uh, you know what skateboarding means to a lot of skateboarders, what it can do to people, um, the good and bad of it. Uh, it's just. I really, uh, everyone tells me too, like, oh, you got an interesting story, all the stuff you've gone yeah, through. Yeah, you do, you really do. And it's just like, I never, I'm, I'm someone who's used to be very close-minded. I never would listen to people. I've not. what are you talking about? Don't tell me anything. Like, uh, you're just, you're lame. What caused
0: that? Is that just the way you were raised or what?
1: No, that that's just me. That was me. I wasn't raised that's your like personality. that. That's just my personality, man. I don't know, maybe it was because I was raised kind of with all this love, I kind of like shunned everything out and like <laughs> kind of wanted to be bitter. Okay. Um, I just like, I really enjoy my solitude is what it is, but I have to appreci- I have to learn how to enjoy being with others and having experiences with others. That's important. Because yeah. uh, I drive myself crazy by myself. Mm. I sit in my Because own- of the overthinking? Yeah, exactly. The overthinking. I okay. sit in my room and just overthink and think about the same thing. Whatever I- comes of that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Because when you overthink, you don't do anything.
0: Right. How many times do we do that? We all do that every
1: day. Probably, I do right. it like all the time. Probably doing it now. So pointless. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like I. I mean, I wouldn't want myself to be any other way. But it's like I have to find, like you said, like find balance of like. Yeah. You know, being able to express myself. Right. Being able to like uh, speak to people I've never met, or just like, like you know, letting people know mm-hmm. what, what it's like to be a skateboarder, what it's like to right. make that transition, and like, you know, basically mm-hmm. struggle and not have anyone here and trying to that's make huge. new friends. And like, right. that's the hardest part, honestly, not having anyone. Um, if you're someone who even enjoys solitude, like everyone's human. You you're have all, to have
0: human contact. You have to have. Some people. level.
1: Exactly. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm.
0: You're welcome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, you know, like compassion goes a long way. You right. know, like uh, I'm very compassionate person and even though I try to hide it. I try, Why would I, you hide something like that? Because I've been taken advantage of. So I try to, like, pick and choose who I'm, like, that with. I try to, like, maybe become friends with someone. And now I don't want to say judge, but kind of feel them out and feel like, all right, this person is someone I can kind of let into my life, 10% of it, you know, something like that. Because only my family really knows everything about me. Sure,
0: sure. That's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. Well, that guy that came over here and just hit us up for money, you know, um, what do you think about that? I gave him 10 bucks. For a donut? Is he gonna go buy drugs? And if he is, is it all right?
1: No, I don't think so because, well, in the beginning I didn't think so because he, when people come to a food place, I've dealt with a lot of panhandlers and I've been someone who's panhandled before. Sure. And you can just tell who want, who. when someone asks for like a donut, he didn't ask you for money. You gave him money. Okay. When someone asks you for money, it's different. Um, What's he, the difference? When you, you can go inside and buy the donut yourself. You can buy him one, two, three, four dozen donuts, and he'd be okay with it. But if I gave him cash, he can literally turn, turn and walk away. Sure. Um, I, he used the whole "I got." I mean, he said he just got out of jail. Yeah. I mean, I give everyone the benefit of doubt. I have I have someone who I'm really close with, who also you know, maybe two three years ago just got out of jail. Okay. And You know, at first I was skeptical, but like, you know. Jail is right there. Yeah, and like, I just, I'm just believing just giving people, you know, like, the benefit of the doubt right away. I don't know the guy, but he's harmless. He seems like harmless.
0: So in what you were talking about before, are you allowing people to change your personal style because you're afraid of getting burned? Or, Or are you just being careful?
1: Maybe a little bit of both. I, I do feel like I have changed a little bit because of the things I've gone through, but I am being careful, but everyone changes. And yeah. like, you know, I'm not the same I was when I was 14. I'm sure. not the same when I was three years ago. I'm not gonna right. be the same person I was five years from now. Right. So I feel like everything's just a learning experience. And yep. like, you know, not all change is bad. Not all change is good. Yes. It's just a matter of like, you know, how you change. And if, if I'm changing because I'm trying to please one person. I feel like that'd be bad. Or trying to please people, right. I'm changing because I'm trying to be happy with myself.
2: You right. know,
1: I want a better quality of life. I don't want to live basically having people judge or feeling like people are judging me. I want to feel a little more carefree. Where like I don't, I can say whatever I want to right. an extent. You know, like I don't want to offend anyone, but I, I want to be able to say anything I want. Right. And it's just like I don't know. Um,
0: it's Speaking of that, how do you? you came out here, you thought about coming out of here, you made that goal, you did it. What's, what's on your mind, if anything, for the next
1: two years or five years? Like,
0: I know one thing you want to do is get something bigger than a living space that's larger than where you're at. Yeah,
1: exactly. Maybe so one, one of my things is like, I mean, um, I I made a lot of connections through like vans and stuff like that, and I I see like what this company can does for people yeah. who are really passionate about skateboarding. Yeah. Um, I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd be working at the skate park, but now since I met that dream, i have dreaming bigger of like maybe working at several skate parks or doing something throughout the world helping like kids because like at vans we do this stuff called get on board events and where we kind of get. I think you've been to one or two where it's like the, girls the, get on board with that Yeah, here, exactly. Where we yeah. help people basically yeah. introduce them to skateboarders, women primarily. Okay. We talked about doing those workshops maybe around the country or world or just things like that where like skateboarding is growing so big right now where yeah. like I could spread this like mm-hmm. love and but make a living off of it. Sure. You know? So right. it's like that's kinda like where I'm trying to work towards the next couple of years where okay. just kinda make
0: grow in that industry,
1: grow in this industry, you know, like honestly make more money, but yep. if, if that comes with it, but like more make more connections, meet more people, um, you know, cause you know, I don't know everyone here and uh, honestly, everyone here knows somebody yeah. and I don't know anybody. Okay. So it's like, you know, like I know not right. you know, Ronnie Krieger, Ronnie. he's a, he's old, uh, uh, he's older pro from blind skates right around orange and like he's someone where like i never thought in a million years i'd meet him but i meet him at the skate park, he's literally like like how i skate like when Uh i think of like oh how how do you kind of skate like i'd probably skate like a ronnie krieger ledges ledges tricks to manuals tech kind of thing like a couple handrails here and there stair sets but mainly like flip my board manual grind good flow right and like you know you meet him and stuff like that so like know when you meet your your expectations and your goals it's like you know I kind of tell myself like well I talk to him a lot and it's like hey like what's what's like what do you think like is like the next step and stuff like that and just like you know just being able to talk to someone who you've looked up to and just meeting knowing that um it's possible to meet people out there that can help you and it's like I I feel like uh, you know school isn't for everyone Okay. Uh, there's people out there who can sit there and study for hours and that and then are become doctors and et cetera. And there's some people who are just more charismatic and personable. And sometimes I feel like it's not necessarily what you know, it's who you know. A lot of it is. And it's like I feel like um I don't have like a college journey, I just went to like a community college for like a random like a, what is it? Um Did
0: you get your associates?
1: No, I got I just went for general studies and I just you know, oh, I, that's your so your general ed. And then just like yeah, and I just started uh, skateboarding. And Did
0: like, you finish that? Your gen your G? Yeah.
1: And it's then good. um. It's good. And then I just uh, I just worked a lot because that's kind of the Midwestern thing. You either go to school for eight years or something like that, or six years, or make money later, or you just start working and making money now. Right. And I couldn't wait because my family couldn't wait. Right so situation. I needed, so I needed money now, so I would just right. work, work, work. Right. And like yeah, it's just like uh different here because um I don't know like, like I really want to work hard but I don't want to work hard at something I don't want to do the rest of my yeah, life yeah you
0: don't really, you don't want to be extinguished like a match
1: or something yeah you don't
0: want to be burned out like a piece of wood I mean you want to I don't live want to hate little my bit job. Too. you know yeah. I like my job I like going find that
1: balance Yeah. You know, I like getting up every day and knowing that like you've been here for
0: two years fans
1: yeah since oh, almost two years since uh, it's last August that's and cool it's, it's really sick it's like, uh, I, I really am grateful for all the people there, the opportunity they give us. Um, it's really weird thinking a, corp- a corporation actually looks out for you, you know, because a lot of people think like that, but, like, Vans is one of those companies where, like, they literally ask me, like, what do you want out of this? And I've never had any job asking me that. Right. What can I do to help you get to where you want? And it's like, we're going to give you the tools. It's just up to you to show us that you can do it. Right. Which is, like, to me, it's like, thank you. Like, awesome. if I'm uh, If I'm someone who works hard and believes in hard work, right. I'm going to be, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Right. You're basically gonna open all these. You're basically gonna crack every door for me. Right. And it's up to me to basically push through them and get through it. Right. So it's I mean, like, you
0: seem like the type of person that would take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, and like uh, I just, you know, like, like um, I feel like I owe it to my family a lot too. That you know, moving out here, kind of like in a way, leaving them. Because like, I mean, I didn't leave them in a like in a bad situation, but like my dad wasn't well either. You know, and, like yeah. we always talked about, like, man, should I leave like now or like you know because like, it was inevitable. So, like when I left, it was kind of like I felt like I almost owe it to them to kind of like not necessarily just be happy, but almost be successful in a way. And it's just like uh, Help them along at some point. Exactly. You know, because like that's what I want to do eventually. Not necessarily make a ton of money to do something for me, but be able to, if my sister needed $1,000, no problem. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. If, you know, anything happened, like, oh, her car payment, this and that, or if she wanted to come visit me, anything like that, you know, where it's like That'd be wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's like I don't need uh extravagant home. I can have a little wrench style, a little one little mm-hmm. level thing. Yeah. Anything, you know? Yeah. But you know, it's just uh I think you're gonna do it. Yeah, I feel like I am too. I just don't like telling myself that. I <laughs> like Why? I I like um I like doubters. I have friends that doubt in me coming here.
0: That helps you helps motivate you?
1: Yeah. I had actually, I used to be sponsored by this one uh, company back home. I might even say it because I'm actually going to say something bad. (laughs) Uh, When I first came out here. You don't have
0: to name names here. Don't worry about
1: that. He was, they were just like, uh, oh, you're moving to uh, Orange County? No car? You don't know anyone? No job? Like, good luck. And I'm like, well, you're someone who hooks me up. Like, what do you mean? Like, good luck? You're supposed to be supportive and then like when I move, when I ask them for product, like, hey, you know, is there any way I can get like some sweaters and a board? You know, like, I'll pay the shipping. Like, I just don't want to pay $50 for, you know. uh You need a sweater. And I need a sweater because I literally have holes in every one of these sweaters. And something I've learned here is like, you kind of have to present yourself a little better. In the Midwest, I can like, we were talking about the dressing. It's like, I can dress like a bum. Right. It's okay, you know. I think
0: I'm going to move to the Midwest and I'd I'd much rather dress with holes in my it's just more comfortable.
1: Yeah, and it's just like I don't. I can wear sweats all day. We're here, like I mean, I never normally never wear something like this. Well, this is almost almost like flashy for me. Right. Or like a little like. For calm. me,
0: that's like almost going to a funeral. Clothes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of flashy, <laughs> but like here it works. Or like you know like. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or like I wear a ring and stuff like that. I've been wearing a ring. I wore rings back home, but I kind of hit them because like I uh, wear a ring back home. Oh. You're kind of a weirdo. Okay. Here it's like you can wear a ring. It's a skate thing. You know. It's like right. it's, it's something you can enjoy doing. It's like so you learn to kind of like you know. Um, present yourself better. So when I asked him, like, you know, can I get a sweater or something, like, you know, I just kind of want, I would like to represent the company that I'm sponsored by, you know, yeah. I mean, we're not in California, you know, I'm out here yeah. and then nothing, nothing, nothing. And then like, I would just get like, kind of like random, like, it's like, oh, when are you moving back kind of stuff? You know, like, I want to send you stuff. Almost but,
0: wanting you to fail.
1: Exactly. In a huh. way, or almost expecting me to, Huh. where it's just like, why I, is that
0: the fear of maybe their own fear of Put it's in their
1: it, this is line a I, this is a weird thing, but uh, in Chicago you notice a lot of people don't want you to succeed if they're not succeeding with you. So it's that's I mean, interesting. I'm, that's very interesting. I'm sure that's everywhere, but I noticed that a lot. more. A little more, more there. A little more there, and it's just like it's kind of It's kind of this mentality where like, well, that's cool, but what's that going to do for me? And I understand it's like a little more cutthroat back Self-preservation. home. Self-preservation. Yeah, you know, you look out for yourself at the end of the day, and okay. it's just like you know. You know, everyone's looking out for themselves. Okay. So, like, you uh, you do look out for yourself primarily. And but being pretty
0: upfront about the fact that whatever happens to you, it, it only it only interests me if it if I get something.
1: And it's pretty obvious. I mean, sometimes <laughs> we're like kind of like nonchalant about it. Yeah. But like, it's pretty obvious. We're like, hey, like, I just came up on a thousand dollars for the lottery, and it's like, well, are you gonna give me twenty bucks? <laughs> like, I really don't care how much you won unless I get any. <laughs> We're like. That's awesome. I feel like I am like that. I'm, I'm probably all. Oh, because you're
0: part of that culture. I am that culture, you it's know. In you. And
1: it's like you know, as much as I would like to kind of not be that way, I'm always gonna think that way. Like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, but why do I care? <laughs> <laughs> like, as long as you're not giving, you're not giving me half of that why do money. Don't care. But like now, I kind of, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. I give a little more of a, like, I kind of a little more uh, compassion about everything, you know. Because, Optimism, right?
0: Yeah. Everybody should be all right. Everybody should be okay. Everybody should have good luck. it's a good thing if everybody does
1: I think it's more of this California lifestyle where everyone's kind of more like hey it's cool what are you doing one of the things when I moved out here everyone was like welcome to California I never had anyone tell me welcome to anywhere (laughs) I went to Poland for a month I spoke a little bit of Polish and no one told me welcome to Poland (laughs) you know all these little things and it's like
0: why were you in Poland
1: my wife's Polish okay or my wife uh, well my ex-wife was Polish Okay. And, uh, so you so visited I, her
0: family and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it was actually, this, this is like a whole other ordeal how we kind of, and it's like the whole this thing with citizenship and, like, she had to. Yeah, yeah. We had to, like, uh, basically prove that we were married legally. Yeah. She hurt her ankle skateboarding. Right. Um, broke her ankle. Oh, okay. So we had to, so it was, it was more It was more economic to send her back to Poland where she had free health care versus. I'll kill you here. Yeah, especially in Illinois, where, like, we don't have, like, a cow or a cow med or something like that. Uh-huh, right. Where it's, like, you know, she's paying an arm and a leg, literally, for that, and, like...
0: Oh, for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, and she... I remember when they diagnosed, oh, she has a broken bone, they gave her, like, a half cast. And I'm, like, she has a broken ankle. Why does she have a half cast? And the guy said, like, well, she's her, she doesn't have insurance, and we're not going to be able to give her this because, like, she has to give a a deductible. And it's, like, her ankle's broken. Like... (laughs) What didn't you guys understand? And it's just
0: It has to be tough for some people in the medical field. Because I know a lot of people that go into that, everybody thinks they're all money grubbers, but I think that to be a doctor is so, sort of a calling.
1: Yeah, It's going to be tough for Nurse, them. There's anything in like that kind of medical Yeah, field.
0: I think so. And I think it must be tough for them to adhere to those rules because yeah, I
2: they think want they help. want to
0: help. Yeah, But they're sort of, um, from what I understand, they're sort of controlled by the people that Run the insurance
1: companies. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't do certain things unless you know someone has money. Everything's got to make money. And they understand the hospital's a business. So, like, yep. you can't just give stuff off for free, especially yeah, when things go are... broke. $1,700 $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, for this, you know? Yeah. But, like... You, you can't
0: let people just bleed to death either.
1: Exactly. So you kind of have fun. It's a happy, tough thing. Like, I'll stuff this with cheap gauze, but if you want the good stuff, you know, you got to pay for it.
0: There you go. Right.
1: And it's like, right. but... Yeah, when I was out there for like a month, and uh, I, our goal was to me go out there and basically take her back with me. Okay. But it didn't work out. I stayed out there a month, tried to like fight this thing, and uh, I came back alone again. We were separated for like almost a year. And okay. like she stayed in Poland, I stayed here. And that's part of, the, I, I'm sure that's part of the reason why we kind of split, being apart for that long, basically grew to be different people for a year. Yeah. You know, we're two different countries. We do. A different environment a different culture
0: out of sight out of mind
1: yeah and it's like um, we both dealt with our issues and it came out and but like yeah Poland was very interesting uh, and it's like it's crazy how like uh, and nobody said hey welcome to Poland Aaron no uh, the only the skateboarders okay which is uh, so the interesting that's cool that's the cool the interesting to know. thing was I left my skateboard and, in Chicago because I didn't see it for so long so I thought you know out of respect to her I mean Naturally, I would leave my skateboard because I care about her. And like, I know me. Skateboard. What does that mean? Everything's a skate spot. Okay. Everything, I'm not, I'm like basically. She'd so uh, have been off. I'm basically like a puppy with a bunch of right. puppies everywhere and food everywhere. It's Distractions like, everywhere. Every, yeah, I just can't concentrate right. on one thing. So right. I figured, like, you know, I'm going to leave my board, a surprise or two. She's like, where's your board? I was like, I left it. She's kind of really excited about it. And then, um, you know, I we went to play basketball. It's this one basketball court because. I was like, we gotta do something, man. I'm an active person. I gotta do <laughs> right, something. Right, you're physical. I used to play yeah. basketball all the time, so it's like I'm gonna play basketball. Okay. So we're shooting around and there's like this stinky little skate park. I'm talking about the roughest ground ever, these homemade <laughs> metal ramps, yeah. a rail that's like maybe that tall and goes down. Like yeah. you can't even hit it going up. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's just insane. Yeah. And um, you see a couple kids skating. First two days I was just watching, kind of this and that. And she's like, <laughs> she'll like, go ask him for a board. She realized you gotta go she skate. She knows, right? Yeah. And then um, <laughs> So I asked one of the kids in like kind of broken Polish, and, you know, can, kind of, hey, how you doing? You know, and kind of pointed, I don't can so I skate your board? I kind of pointed, like, can I, you know? Yeah. And he kind of kicked it over to me, like, tiny board, like 7.75 right? or wow. an like three. So it's like. That's a huge change. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I don't care. This is a like board. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's been like a week since I've skated maybe. Because yeah. like, I took a couple of days off before I came out here okay. to kind of like, literally almost like prepare myself for not skating right because i feel like if i skated the day before i came out here i'd be like hyped up to go skate in another country <laughs> and um so like the kids skated and uh the kid let me skate his board yeah. this older kid came by with a bigger board asked him can i use this one so she kind of helped me translate like oh you know I, I skated this and that i'm from the united states and then one kid's like, oh dude welcome to poland i was like that's funny that's, i haven't heard that <laughs> and then um the next day one of the kids actually made me like a board Wow! Random parts. I'm wow. talking about like an eight. It was a little better. put an something eight. together for you, huh? It was a little eight. The board, uh, the board was like pretty chewed up, but it was like yeah. I had something. To skate. some to ride, yeah. And like yeah, and then I remember there's some there's one time where she was kind of ill, and the guys like, hey, we're gonna go like an hour away to this town and skate park. Do you want to come with?
0: Skate mission.
1: And I was like, I looked at her, I was like, Ugh. I'm gonna say no, and she goes, go. She's like, when are you? She said, how many times are you gonna go to Poland and skate stuff? So like, she's really she's for the most part person. sometimes supportive of me skateboarding yeah because um, I, f- I feel like no I, I kind of just went through it soon no one's going to realize how much how important skateboarding is and yeah um even in relationships like um the girls I'm with they realize it's like wow I, I'm not going to be like that to him like you know like and it's I tell them like I've, it's something that's been in my life for like 15 plus 14 years yeah you'd have to be in my life that long
0: well, it's like dating a musician or dating, you know what I mean?
1: They have this love of this other thing. You know? And, like, they have to realize, like, I'm not going to love it. I'm not going to love it. I may not love you as much as I love but that's, like, a different that's a kind tough, of love. That's a tough, yeah. It's tough to hear, but it's, like, I mean, I would understand if someone told me. Right. Because, like, I but mean. But you'd have to make a
0: choice, like, do I want to do this?
1: Yeah. And right? But when, like some people are used to being the center of the whole, you know? Yeah, that's where skateboarding kind of gets kind of tough, and I feel that's part of the, like, why my marriage kind of hit the... Uh, know, it it, uh, just went bad because as much as I wanted to be a really good husband and skate less, I felt like I almost cut my life short being married and stopping what I wanted to do. So you kind of resented? Yeah, in a way, where was like, you know, I love being with her and, like, still, like, you know, not in love with her, but still love her to this day, you know, because, like, she's a huge part of my life. Yeah. But, like, I know we resent each other because we both wanted to do things and felt the other held each other back. Exactly, because she wanted to move to Florida. I've never been to Florida. She's been there a bunch of times. So my dream was always been to move to California. Right. Someone close to the beach and mountains and like right. skate every day and like just live the California lifestyle. Acai bowls and avocados and right. stuff like that. Right. And I was ready to just be like, all right, cool. You know, let's whatever you want to do. Just because, like, I don't know, I was, I was happy where I was. Yeah. Know, I was happy with someone. And yeah. But I, I kind of felt like I wasn't happy with myself because I was just happy being with someone and that, so that's- So you were kind of
0: incomplete in a way?
1: When I felt like skateboarding was the one thing that made me feel whole. Like that's the one thing I can do. or like, you know, I can like leave after this and go skate yeah. and be completely happy. Right. Whether I land a trick or slam on my and break my arm or something like that, you know?
0: Well, you're a lucky person because I think many people in this world don't have something that makes them feel that way.
1: Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Uh, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, yeah, well, what, 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 what else you got, you think that's it? You feel, you feel like you, you know I me, mean? I don't know if you've heard these, a lot of these, but I'm very informal. They start. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, kind yeah, of I and, like it.
1: Yeah. that's kind of I like it. It's more, it's more of like uh, just conversation, go with the, it's, it's real conversation. Yeah. I feel like we
0: didn't script anything. Or yeah, anything. it's
1: like, it's not like you sat here with uh, questions and had interviews. You literally just no. asked me. I've never,
0: I'm, never, any of these. I've never ever had anything written
1: down. I've been interviewed twice, like about something like this, which is kind of cool. Well, it's kind of cool to say, uh-huh. but uh, I've everyone's <laughs> always been kind of prepared with questions, which oh. is like kind of almost feel like scripted. This is really cool because um, yeah, this feels more natural, more. Um,
0: I don't like to hear things that are that story, you know, Mm. like I don't, I kind of get tired of, um, uh, well, you see somebody who's a great actor, and then they they move you to tears, or they move you, they make you want to change your life, then they become famous, and then all of a sudden, everything they do is the same act. Yeah. And And almost in skateboarding, too, a little bit, somebody's this great skater, and then they get, they become a professional, and then almost... Everything's the same picture, everything's the same contest, everything's the same...
1: They almost push themselves, I and mean, it's like, it's like, alright, I'm... This they is reach like, a certain thing, Like, and almost and plateau, in. yeah.
0: And then I immediately, like, uh, block that. Because to me, the only thing interesting is, like, real stuff. I don't know if this is real or not, What we're doing... But it's as real as I could make it.
1: Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, it's... I mean... It, it's like, what, we met or we talked like two, three days ago? Yeah. Kind of on a whim and stuff like that. Right. I reached out to you, so it's not like you prepared yeah. for this.
0: And, and other people have, you know, and I, I would never have talked to you unless I felt like there's something interesting to talk to you about.
1: Yeah, and I felt like right. uh, just everyone's told me something, and I feel like I'm finally listening to people. So I feel like people say, tell your story, write a book. I'm not going to write a book because I don't have the patience for that. Maybe well, hire, hire someone. Hire a they, writer. Hire someone. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that'd be cool. But, yeah. you know, like, I feel like there's a lot more to, like, skateboarding and everyone in general and just everything in life, whether it's, like, basketball, art, music, whatever your right. thing is. Like, you know, there's a lot more to people than what's out there. I yeah.
0: like that point you make. Let's say this. Let's say um, at some point in the future we'll talk again, you know? Because I think you're a type of person that you're very articulate and you're very uh sensitive and and you're listening you you say you don't listen i don't know if you did you say you listen or not but but you seem to really observe
1: i listen i just don't necessarily uh take in okay everyone's stuff
0: but you seem to be kind of aware of all kinds of stuff around you and stuff like that so it might be interesting to talk to you again at some point like in a year from now or whatever yeah that'd be pretty cool or or if you if something comes to mind for you just hit me up and then we'll we'll have another conversation
2: yeah
1: you know
0: uh, so you're good?
1: You, you, you're... Yeah, I feel really happy. I mean, okay. if there's anything else you want to know.
0: Just before we end, just say again where they can see the clip.
1: Oh, so you can uh, find the link on Parts and Labor, my friend Bing Lu's uh, film on my Instagram. It's A-V-E-S-K-A-T-A-N-A 999. Alves Catana. There's a cool. crazy, uh, it's kind of funny because, uh, what's that mean? It means Hail Satan. In Latin, in but line. I put the K for skating. So it's for skating. Kale skating, right. you know? And 999 a crew my homies and I have back home. Because okay. are just We're just weird and we thought, like, what's, well, we want three <laughs> numbers that are like the coolest, you know? But we can't right. do 666, that's like too cliche. Yeah. So 999 is like the highest. I don't
0: know if you know, but there was a band called, was there a band 999. called?
1: 999. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, punk band. We, we figured that out like later. We're like, oh, yeah. we gotta make a, a video to this. And like, we only made like a little small video, but yeah. like, it wasn't anything great, crazy. It was like kind of like a homie video. But, like, yeah, I kind of, like, I'm really true to, like, my roots and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is, like, I try to, like, I'm even wearing, like, a Wilson skate park. I was shirt. checking that out. This is a skate park back home. It's not even, like, a big skate park. It's an outdoor skate park. But the Wilson makes me think of Wilson Sports, right? That's, yeah. That's, that's a, who that is? That's kind of how we're, we're we're going through, like, that. And um, these are all dudes, literally, who made this shirt just because we love the skate park. That's killer. This isn't a company. This isn't anything. That's like, rad. This well, this,
0: this shirt here is from uh, Cowboys. Curb yeah. Lurker. Uh... Alex uh, Adams, and I did a podcast with him recently. And what are they called? Curb Cowboys is a company he and a buddy have together. And they're just selling these at Volcom Skate Park. I, so yeah, I thought, yeah, I think yeah. I've seen a shirt like that. Yeah. It's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I like, I mean, just like if I could say one thing, I just want to say thank you to like everyone who's like supported me, because like, it's, it's really hard to do what I've done. And I literally would never have done it without all the support from my friends, my family. Even like my friends who like have like boards companies, like my friend Tim from Brothers Skateboards, like I'm grateful he sponsors me, even though I don't think I'm good enough to be sponsored, but he puts boards under my feet. Friend Sean from Dusty's, he puts grip tape on my board and stuff like that. I'm really grateful for people who help me not have to pay for skateboarding, who help living out here a lot easier. And it's like, you guys may not realize it, but it means the world to me. And like, I really, really appreciate it a lot. Those Thank
0: guys, do they have websites or Instagrams? Yeah, they Instagrams? have Instagram. Yeah, they have like stuff like that, yeah. Okay. People can find them?
1: Yeah, they can find... If you look on my Instagram, I have them on my, my link too, okay. to my friend Tino too, Ratchie's. and especially my friend George. Uh, he's actually the reason I moved out. He gave me the couch to stay on for the month and didn't charge me a, a penny for rent. That's awesome. And that's huge. A little I feel boost. Like If you move out here, the key is find one person with a couch that's gonna let you sleep on it for like a month without rent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then just work hard, like help to get ahead. Yeah, work hard, save up all your money, and just forget about having fun, or literally for that month. Because enjoy that first two three days, and then soak in the sun, and then work hard because it's not that fun out here unless you have something going. Because like it's easy to be homeless out here. Right. The weather is nice out here. You can it's easy. To, I mean, you see a lot of homeless people because of that. Yes. It's easy just to be out in the sun. You know, like yes. Turn it doesn't sun. get
0: that cold. It doesn't freeze. Yeah. Most you know, of the time.
1: Like yeah, Yeah. I don't want I don't ever want anyone I know to be in that situation. Right. Right.
2: And if you ever want to crash out here, just let me know. (laughs) Okay, that's it. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Oh,
1: thank
0: you.